Previously on Jay and Mitchell's The OC Podcast. Here's a question. Is Oliver gone forever now? Yes. That is crazy. <laughs> Nobody checks up on him? What a, what a finish that. <laughs> when when Death races to the airport, is she like, I'm going to South Carolina to become a Trump supporter and an anti-masker. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the person that actress is now. Yeah. yeah, listen to the Rank Brothers podcast. Me and Fu rank every single thing in the world. We're working on it. It's time for Jay and Mitchell's The OC Podcast. Hey, babe. Oh, uh, hey. <laughs> what? Why didn't you, uh, why didn't you try to kiss me just now? I tried to kiss you. Silly. Oh, um... I I was uh I was going to but there's um Kirsten's doing this thing later and um I was just thinking about how I have to go help her do that. Oh, right, sure. Um okay, whatever. Uh well uh so um are are we are we good? I know the whole Oliver thing and I was spending all my time with him and then he drew a gun on us and um Okay, he came look. In. Hey. I know I've been acting, like, really cool about it, but, like, I'm not, okay? Like, an Atwood never forgets. I just wish we could, you know, like, start over. Hi, I'm Marissa. Yeah, I know. I'm Ryan. I'm bad at improv. No, no. Oh, my God. No, we're starting over, like, our whole lives. We're just... This is like the we're, pretend like we've never known each other before. Okay. And we're just going to forget everything that happened in the past between us with like the last year we've spent together. And we're just going to start brand new. Okay. Start brand new That's from the, the beginning? The very beginning. Okay. Got it. Go. Action. Hi. I'm Marissa. I'm a baby. I'm a baby, Ryan. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm I'm, I'm out of here. Oh, you just don't get me. Wow. Thank scene. you. And and scene. Thank you guys so much for yet again indulging. <laughs> A little bit of improv work. That was You you keep saying indulging as if they're doing us a favor, but they are. I think I think they're warming up to these uh little intros we're doing. Getting Look, a lot I, of good feedback. I know it's not how tall is Lynn manuel Miranda? I know it's, <laughs> it, it'll be nowhere near the fan favorite that that is. However, I think it's got legs. I think right now what we need to do is work on that transition out of the improv scene into the intro because mm-hmm. we just kind of stumbled into it, but here it is. Hi. Hello. Welcome. This is Jay and Mitchell's The OC Podcast. It is the podcast where we review and analyze every episode of the hit teen melodrama from the early aughts, The O.C. I am Mitchell, with my co-host Jay. Hello, sunshine. Whatever you say. <laughs> yes, whatever you say. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, Jay, it's been a minute. We've been on a little hiatus, but this is actually worked out for the better because we are currently in time 
although we're what like 17 18 years in the future but we're like running in sync with the uh air dates of the oc it it magically happened you brought this to my attention and it really uh it feels kismet um which is a word I don't often use because I'm not entirely sure what it means, but I think I'm using it correctly here. I think you are too, but uh, also about 50-50 on that one. <laughs> um, um, mm-hmm. We're just a couple of kismet, cool kismet dudes uh, who uh, were kind of lazy, kind of busy doing other stuff, but uh, it all worked out and it it uh, was fate that brought us here. Um, because yeah, because this is going to air, I'm guessing just a little tiny bit after Valentine's day, but this is the Valentine's day episode people. And that's when the episode aired originally, it originally aired on February 18th, 2004. Holy shit. So if you're following along with us in 2004, you can watch the episode and listen to the podcast immediately afterwards. How cool is that? I hope people listening are as excited as we are about this. I hope one of them, someone is listening and they're like, they look over and they still have a wall calendar mm-hmm. uh, and they see, and they've been marking the dates off with X's and they just go, those sons of bitches. They did it. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. They did it. It's pretty great too, because this is a holiday episode. This is a Valentine's Day episode, as you mentioned. And the OC does that. They will do, we all know about Chrismica. There was the Thanksgiving episode. Skip the Halloween episode. That didn't happen for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I guess Newport Beach isn't into pagan holidays. But um, (laughs) nobody's, I don't think anyone eats candy in Newport Beach. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They all just eat like protein bars at the worst. That's like if you're on the go. (laughs) They're like, oh my God, I'm so bad. I had a smoothie. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah they do uh holiday episodes they they kind of like figure out when a sh- when when an episode is going to air and then they kind of build not the season but like i guess each episode around that so it's cool right. so as our episodes come out it should feel you know like when we get into spring it'll feel like spring in Ca- southern california when we get into winter it'll feel like winter in southern california I say this to say that all of those are the same <laughs> in Southern California. But, you know, it's the difference between Seth wearing a scarf and not wearing a scarf. That's right. That's how you, that's how you can tell. Also, uh, we'll get into this, but I noticed um, there's a, they have a lot of, like, Valentine's Day decorations, like in the Cohen's house. Yeah. And which I thought, did, you, did your family throw up Valentine's Day decorations? No. Is that a thing? No. Like, the, aside from... You know, well, <laughs> I don't know about my family doing this, but maybe my parents did. But, you know, like rose petals on the bed or like candles lit for a nice romantic evening. But that's more of like a couple's thing. Like it's it's it, it would be strange to like hang the Valentine's Day stocking on the old fireplace. You know, Right. <laughs> I'm talking about like uh, like in the first scene mm-hmm. uh, in the kitchen, there's like a bunch of like hearts like bo- I, I don't know if they were like boxes of char- chocolate 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 uh, you know Dark you know chocolate. the old the old valentine's chocolate um but but yeah there's there's like noticeable like valentine's day decorations and i think they do that because 
Yeah, like the weather's always the same there. So they have to be like, what holiday is it? Yes. It, it immediately reads as Valentine's Day. And maybe, maybe we should just get into it because that is how we open the show. Yes. <clears throat> you think? Let's fucking okay. do it. Happy Valentine's Day, Mitchell. Happy I Valentine's love you. Day to you. I love you. Um, you got a secret admirer present coming in the mail. We'll Ooh, see. Oh, boy. Uh, I really do kind of hate Valentine's Day, but this. Yeah. This. Uh, this episode, a few things. This episode made me enjoy the idea of Valentine's Day. We haven't really done an episode in a little while. Uh, mm-hmm. The the last episode that we did with uh, the Rank Brothers, Muhammad and Fujoma, uh, which you guys should check out. That was like back in 2020 when we wow. recorded that. Um, so it was fun. And it was also like the, the end of the Oliver era. We don't, we're going to talk about them a little bit in this episode. Cause there's mm-hmm. some kind of residual effects, yes, um, definitely. but it was just so nice to like get back into like watching an episode of the OC and like, just kind of like wrapping up in a blanket and just, you're just enjoying, uh, everything that I love about this episode. Uh, I thought it was really great. Also, this is a very sexy episode of the OC. Oh my goodness. Yes, it is. A lot of sexy times, sexy talks. Um, I mean, it's all about Valentine's Day, so love is in the air, so to That's speak. That's right. But yeah, man, it's um, it's hot and steamy. Let's get into it. So this is season one, episode 19, entitled The Heartbreak. Oof. wonder whose heart we're referring to there. Um, all of theirs. I, I got an idea. Lot of, yeah, a lot of hearts. Oh yeah, the drama comes from the relationships, which is, I think, our favorite part of this show. That uh, could be the tagline of the FC. The drama comes from the relationships between the characters. <laughs> That's what makes it different from other shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some shows are situational. These, this one's about relationships. Uh, this one was written by our boy Joshy Schwartz. He uh, he's on a tear, man. He's just he's total like c- control control freak over here. At this point, he's everything. locked. He's locked everyone else out of the writers' room. Yes, they're like, "Are we still gonna get paid?" And he's just like, he's like fucking furiously like scratching on like writing out on papers. He's just like, just it's just total chaos in there. But he's like pumping Howard these Hughes. episodes out. He hasn't yes. has left in months. He's got jars of pee in the corner. <laughs> He's like, I got a Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> Sandy and Seth have the talk. It's great. Uh, this one was directed by Lev L. Spiro. Spiro? He, uh, TV director, directed a lot of... He would do like one or two episodes of a lot of shows. He did The Tick, Orange is the New Black, Modern Family, Arrested Development. You're in the hands of a master. Arrested Development takes place like in Newport Beach, right? Or like around there? I, I want to say, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere on the yeah Southern Californian coast. It's easy to set a show there when you're, you know, filming in L.A. <laughs> right. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so we open with a previously on, we get the whole Oliver saga in kind of a nutshell. Ryan's like, I don't trust him. And Marissa's like, we're just friends. And Ryan's like, nobody believes me that he's dangerous. And then there's the whole gun thing. And Marissa's like, I'm sorry. 
that's it. A whole Oliver saga in, in about 10 seconds. Um, we also see Teresa, Ryan's old girlfriend from like 15 episodes ago. So I guess she's going to pop in at some point. We see Haley and Jimmy kiss. Haley being Kirsten's younger sister. Um, they kissed on the, the front steps of the Cohen house several episodes ago. We see Luke and Julie kind of have... A little bit of eye contact, a little bit of sparkage there. Um, he's 17. We see <laughs> <laughs> we see Seth and Anna break up. We get a little dose of that. And um, yeah, a lot of relationship stuff, I guess, huh? Makes, makes one think that maybe this episode is about, I don't know, love, relationships. It's in the air. <laughs> so, um, we, yeah. I... I know why they, and I think we've talked about, I, we've done 19 episodes at this point. It's kind of hard to remember what we have and haven't mentioned. So if I've said this before, I'm sorry, listeners. Um, but I know why they do the previously on and they show you like Teresa and Haley to be like, oh, they're going to, you need to remember them because they're going to be in this episode. Right. But like, how much better would it have been if you didn't know that Teresa was going to be in the episode? And then when she like puts down the tray... It is a good and, reveal. Like, reveals herself, you'd be like, "Oh shit, Teresa!" Yeah, Chino. See, I think if the show came out now, like in the era of binging and Netflix, where they'll just drop a whole season at once, I think you could get away with that. I, I don't think you really need the previously on. But mm-hmm. this was, you know, only airing on TV. This was maybe pre-TiVo or like right around when TiVo was kind of rich picking people. Up. Rich people had TiVos because they and, talk about TiVo. On the Coens have TiVo. Yeah. Well, they're rich, so that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. And I imagine rich people like watching other rich people. Why would they enjoy watching poor people? (laughs) Oh, gross. What is this, a Charles Dickens performance? (laughs) Um, So you had to, you know, like, you kind of needed to get caught up because you only got to see the show once a week and then they would take, you know, mid season breaks and stuff. So. Right. Yeah, I understand the function of the previously on, but I agree. If it, if this were on Netflix right now, it would definitely be like a you can skip this with the tap of a button if you want to. But why would you want to? Why would you want to skip this intro? I of I all skipped intros? I skipped nothing of this show. I even watched the end credits. <laughs> yeah, I watched it all the way to the final like studio <laughs> splash screen comes up. Uh, so we opened up in the Cohen's kitchen. It's morning. Another breakfast. Love it. Uh, <laughs> um, Return to form. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten shoots Sandy with Cupid's arrow. She's got a little bow and arrow. Shoots him in the back with it. And she is, I would say, uncharacteristically stoked about Valentine's Day. Am I wrong here in thinking no, that? No, you are right. <laughs> because and also she's in every scene she's wearing either pink or red. Mhm. She's very and, into this holiday inexplicably. Right. And and I was trying to remember if in like future seasons <laughs> if she also shares this love for Valentine's Day. It's she kind of says like she kind of says why she's really like pumping it up is like everybody's pretty bummed out, you know, after yeah. the whole Oliver thing. So she's like, we do holidays. We're going to, let's, come on, let's go. And like, yeah. bless her heart. She's trying her best, but it's it's not working too well in this scene. 
Yeah, and she picked a pretty polarizing holiday because um, <laughs> Sandy Cohen is not really feeling it. You know, he's he's he brings up Oliver. He's still thinking about that. He's like, ah, having a hard time like getting into the getting into the spirit. And then um, we get a little bit of exposition here. Kirsten mentions that Doctor Kim lifted Ryan's suspension from Harbor School, so everything has returned to normal <laughs> now. Yes, um, thank God. Uh, I, 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 Sandy. I, yeah. Sandy is like surprisingly uh, like uncharacteristically like kind of a bummer in this scene. He is. He's a bit of a bit of a wet blanket in this. Scene. I have a theory. I have okay. a theory. Oh, go, go with me please. on this one. I love theories. I'm I'm worried that he listened to our last episode of our podcast where those rank bros kind of shit on our boy Sandy Cohen a little bit and He's his, sensitive. And his and his parenting methods and I am just here to say, for the record, that Jay and Mitchell of Jay and Mitchell's The OC Podcast, we are, we stan Sandy Cohen. We are standies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we stand for Sandy. <laughs> stand for the Sandman. That's um, right. Yeah, you know, there's going to be haters out there, and they're probably just, you know, jealous of his eyebrows, <laughs> his charm. <laughs> That's all I could say. I don't know. I don't right. get it. But it's, yeah, I mean, and he said, you know, he does the whole thing that people say about Valentine's Day of like Hallmark sure. and Hershey's, and yeah, it's made by it's corporate holiday. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Um, which he's not wrong, but it's also no, like, yeah, right. well, you could say that about Christmas. Like every holiday's fairly been fairly like commoditized and bastardized and uh it's just it's all consumerism baby this is america um i I, want to go back to ryan's suspension getting lifted for a moment um like i understand that that oliver was dangerous and and ryan was right about him however ryan still like he did some pretty bad shit like he broke into the school and like stole the kid's file and i'm not saying i want him to get expelled or anything because we wouldn't really have a show if that happened but you but want it more is scenes curious. of him doing sit-ups in the pool house at 8 a.m my god that's all i want <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what it is but it, it's it's kind of interesting it's like if you if the ends justify the means, I guess like you're cool in Doctor Kim's book. She's just like, all is forgiven. Like like a big theme in this episode is like, let's just get back to normal. Everything just go back to normal. Kirsten's like this. Marissa's like this. And you get pushback from you know like Ryan, who's like, no, like this thing happened, and we need to talk about it. <laughs> like things are not normal. No, I get what you're saying. Like he still punched a student, and yeah. uh, and it's like multiple times, and it's still even if it's revealed that like that student, uh, you know, had a gun and had a, like kind of a breakdown and was gonna like hurt him. Was kind of like holding another student hostage. Right. I don't know. I guess. But that happened in the you know after he got punched. I don't know. Right. It's just it yeah, it's like I don't know. How do you how do you judge that? We, but we chalk we chalk this one up to uh we kinda have to have him back at school for the sake of the show. Yeah. I, I thought about it, I was like, I wonder if like there was 
potentially an impending lawsuit. And Dr. Kim was worried about that. And Ryan would have been like a star witness for the prosecution. And she was like, how about you just come back to school and don't uh, testify? And he was like, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> can I can I play pool by myself whenever I want? <laughs> pool table is yours. Okay. Gall- <laughs> Galaga machine is Summers, but... But you don't like <laughs> you don't like Galaga anyway. Let's you get the pull tape. Um, yeah. So it, it just felt like kind of a throwaway. Like oh, like everything's good now. He's back at school. And we're like, okay, here we go. Uh, so yeah, Sandy takes a firm stance uh, that Valentine's Day is not a holiday. Yeah. Again, well well worn trope at this point, but m- maybe at the time it was a little more cutting edge. I don't know. I don't know if this is a new kind of perspective on Valentine's day. I was thinking he says it. And then I remember also came around around the same time as the show was, uh, that like first scene in eternal sunshine when, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Carrey is like taking that train to, uh, uh, Montauk or whatever, Montauk, like snow, yes. the beach. And he's like, Valentine's Day is just made up by the candy and uh, he doesn't say like specific brands, but he's like, by the uh, greeting cards and uh, candy corporations. Mm-hmm. So, but those are the, f- those are the first two that I remember being like, oh yeah, these guys are onto something here. I think that movie came out like around the same time as this episode aired. So 2004 also, was like the year of hot takes on Valentine's Day. That's right. That also written by... Um, Josh Schwartz, aka <laughs> yeah. Josh Schwartz, or as his pseudonym Charlie Kaufman. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he felt it was necessary to come up with a pseudonym to write brilliant Oscar-winning screenplays, but uh, go figure. Uh, you know how artists can be. Yeah, they're so weird. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Seth enters. He's also not in the spirit because I guess you know he and Anna just broke up. They all start arguing about what holidays are quote unquote real. And Sandy says, Chrismica, that's a holiday. And Seth goes, Tell her, Dad, it's two. <laughs> and that made me laugh. That was a good one. Um, so there's all this fun bickering happening with the Coens, and Ryan enters, and everybody gets real quiet and like doesn't make eye contact with him. And I'm like, Who died? Like, why why is everybody being weird around Ryan all of a sudden? But also, they get quiet in a way that, like, if you were Ryan and you walked into that, you would think, like, they were just talking about me. They were but they weren't. No, yeah, they, they were just th- talking about holidays. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Let's just be like, Ryan, what, what do you think's a real holiday? Like, bring him in. <laughs> bring him into the fun. My, wow. uh, my family for Valentine's Day, we would all just chain smoke cigarettes and... Uh, fight each other. <laughs> just fight each other. <laughs> And maybe that's it. Maybe it's just like every time they bring up any holiday or anything around Ryan, he just he goes to a dark bad. place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they have they have a rule: no yeah, holiday, no talk, holiday talk, around talk Ryan. And yet they love celebrating holidays. It's very <laughs> conflicted. Um, so Kirsten announces that the big Valentine's Day singles dance gala. I think I got that right. It's, it's happening tomorrow and everybody's going, right? And the boys are not enthused and Kirsten's like, I'm going to go. Like she gives a little funny little button right before we go to credits. 
the editing on on that I thought was great because it was like she was like I'm gonna go and they like kind of cut her off just a tiny little bit and it, mm-hmm. I thought it was so good. To yes, go, I'm gonna go. Yes, <laughs> they didn't give her any time to like start moving towards the door. It's like as soon as she finished that line, we were into credits. Yeah. Uh, so we come back from credits and uh, just real quick, yeah. one you did nail the name of that. Uh, Oh shit, I wrote it down too. I'm not going to repeat it. But the <laughs> the singles gala Valentine's Day, it's a real mouthful. It's a mouthful. I don't know why they didn't why don't call it like Cupid's party or something. Yeah, Cupid's like, ball. Party Cupid's planning big committee old ball. really. Yeah. <laughs> party planning committee really dropped it with the uh with the creativity there. They're just like, "What is it?" Well, it's all these things. Cool. Yeah. That's the title. I guess they had to get in like, okay, it is a valentine's valentine's day is the theme but mm-hmm. then it's also for singles so single mm-hmm. people it's a dance there's dancing i don't know why you need gala on the end of it i guess because that makes it fancy i guess i don't know everything's a gala Hmm. i don't know what gala even means really i don't know if it's gala um, <laughs> i don't even know if i'm pronouncing it right i think it's gala and it's for yeah. the hospital, I think she says also. Yes. It's we're, for we're, the hospital. Yeah, we're not going to get into specifically which hospital or <laughs> if it's for the uh, radiation department or like, we're, it's hospital. Hospital gets money. Happy? It's okay, a really, but, it's a really great cause, you guys. It's a great cause, you guys. <laughs> callback. And that's what they call a callback in comedy, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we come back from credits. We're in the Harbor School Halls. Marissa sees Ryan. She goes in for a kiss. He dodges the kiss. Now, this was this was some good, like, physical acting. She goes in for the kiss, then he just... Mm-hmm. Right by and uh, go, does a hug. Turns a kiss into a hug. And... Um, Whoa. You can see on her on her face, she's kind of like, what the she's fuck like, just happened? Did somebody refuse a kiss <laughs> from Marissa Cooper? She can't believe it. Uh, she asked Ryan if he was able to sleep last night. The Oliver thing was last night? Is that what that is implying? No, because Dr. Kim already... Allowed reinstated like Ryan back to school. Happening like, too fast. Yeah. There was I, da- there was at least I would say there was at least uh, a week. You has, think she asks him that like every day? <laughs> Were you able to sleep last night? He's like, Yeah, I'm sleeping fine. <laughs> the next day. Were you able to sleep last night? Oh my god, Marissa, yes. I've, I've <laughs> it's been three weeks. It's just odd that she asked that because that seems like you know, something you ask somebody, like something traumatic just happened. And it's like, right. were you able to sleep last night? But unclear as to how much time has passed. Um, yeah, Marissa also wants everything to go back to normal, much like Kirsten. Ryan is reluctant. There's a lot of good, awkward eye dodging in this scene. <laughs> like, they 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 can play awkward teenagers very well. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Marissa mentions the dance the singles dance and um, they discover that each other is going to the dance and Marissa's like, maybe we'll meet somebody there. And so I'm kind of like, okay, so you are still broken up. 
Okay, got it. Because, or maybe she's just doing that because he dodged the kiss. I don't know. Awkward goodbye. I think she's, she's kind of playing it as like, like that's a funny joke. Because mm. we're both together, right? Right. And he's like, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh. She broke up with him. And then there was never like a follow up after the Oliver thing. Like, where, she, where's this she coming is, from? This is what. I'm an expert on women, so let me... I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That was rude. I didn't mean to. <laughs> so no, sorry. That was, that was the appropriate response. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, she broke up with him, and then he, like, proceeded to still, you know, try to, like, do everything to, to save her. And, uh, you know, like, like break in there and, and talk Oliver out of, you know, into like putting the gun down and everything. And so I think I, I really, this scene to me was, I think they both did a great job, uh, in like acting out the awkwardness of this scene. And I really got these like vibes, especially from Ryan of like, you remember like at the end of, um, the graduate at, mm-hmm. When they like get on the bus after uh, Dustin Hoffman is like you know like like stop the wedding or whatever, yeah. And like they get on the bus and they're real happy, and then like the happy then like they kind of get this look on their face of like ooh, <laughs> did we, we make a mistake? <laughs> Should we have not done that? And I kind of get that from the like like Ryan basically, you know, I guess in his mind like yeah he he he. I don't think he won, but he basically like he he saved Marissa, you know, mm-hmm. from Oliver. But you can tell he kind of is just like, why does why doesn't it feel good? Like why why am I not like happy about that? Yeah, he's got some inner turmoil going on with this. I think he and he gets a little bit of this. We'll get into it later, but he gets a little bit of what he's looking for from Teresa. Yes. And what he's looking for is empathy. <clears throat> and what Marissa fails to have a, a micro ounce of in her system is empathy for uh, Ryan. Mitchell, she asked <laughs> how he slept last night. So. <laughs> I think she cares quite a bit, which is kind <laughs> of conflicted with some of her character choices because she's always going for like the Olivers and the Johnnies like she's always like trying to like and and Ryan she's trying to like help people wherever she can so it's like she cares about people but she like also like doesn't know how to empathize with people right which is maybe what an overprivileged high school girl is like I don't know but uh yeah that's it's interesting so um so they split awkward goodbye. Then we go over to they, the heart. They walk. They walk like in opposite directions, and they there's a shot. They they show a shot of each of them with this like, what the fuck? What was that? What was like, that? Yeah. They usually just make out, and then that's it. I don't know how to. I don't know how to deal with this. So we go over to the Harbor Cafe, you know the uh, the Starbucks arcade. 
lounge <laughs> that they have in their That's store. What I was going to say, what are we going to call this space? Like the cafe? I just call it a cafe. I guess okay. that was the first thing that popped in my head. Um, Summer is jamming on some Galaga. Like she's just like thrashing this machine. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, do you think you got to put quarters in that? Ooh, I hope not. Because <laughs> she pays for her coffee. Yeah. With real money. Do you think you got to pony up some quarters for the Galaga machine? Um, I have yet to see a shot of like a change machine. So <laughs> Maybe I they just go say- to the barista and he's got like this- one of those quarter belt things. You know? Oh, yes. He just like makes a little like change for a dollar. But these kids are fucking rich. They don't have like dollar bills and quarters. Like they're yeah, handing him like right. a $50 bill and he's just like, oh boy, <laughs> this is going to take a lot of quarters. Yeah, that's true. That is, he's also, like, take the whole roll. T- I don't know what the fuck. Tuition for this school is astronomical. I'm betting they just let him play free Galaga. <laughs> I would hope so. I don't know. Um, so Seth approaches Summer. He informs her that he and Anna broke up. He wants to know what she's doing for Valentine's Day, which is tomorrow. And um, she's like pissed at him. She walks over to the bar. She rudely orders coffee. She just like slams money down on the counter and goes, coffee. And then like turns her attention back. <laughs> so it was kind of funny, but I was also like, the privilege. Um, uh, she, she, she says she doesn't want to be Seth's, quote, sloppy seconds. Um and to be fair to her, Seth did approach her like very casually. He's like, he's just like, so yeah, like, um, what are you doing tomorrow? He's like, oh, me and Anna, we we broke up. <laughs> this is very she nonchalant. says, yeah, he he tells her that at the at the Galaga machine. Then they go over to the to the um coffee stand, and she says, uh, Anna dumped. Uh, so Anna dumped you, and he goes, now why would you assume she dumped me? my friend, that is our first <gasps> callback. Callback. I love it. Mark it. Mark it. And that's what they call a callback in comedy, Ryan. It has been. Because, yeah, last episode, uh, was Ryan said, like, ah, oh, so she dumped you. And he's like, well, now why would you assume that? That's good. Yeah, I missed that one. Dang. Well done. Well played. Two things I know. Women and Callbacks. Callbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I remember everything. She uh, also says that she's not going to be his sloppy seconds, and then she calls him an ass face, and I just thought that was wonderful. Ass face was delivered like, <laughs> chef's kiss, like, couldn't have done it better. Because I don't think you can get away with saying asshole on, on Fox. Yes. Asshole, for some reason, is worse than... An ass face. An ass face, which <laughs> sounds worse to me. An asshole, yeah. that's a thing. That makes sense. We've all got those. An ass face, oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> oh God, no. What's happened? Oh, oh God. Oh, cover it. <laughs> um, so she tells Seth that she too is going to be at the Valentine's Day dance. How do you like that? So is Seth. So is fucking everybody. <laughs> we got another big event episode. It's like this is this is what we've been missing with all this Oliver shit we've been and putting up with. They are all single. Yeah. You got, technically, you got yeah. Seth, Summer, Ryan, Marissa, Luke, Julie, 
um Teresa Teresa uh really just Sandy and Kirsten are the Jimmy only... but he doesn't go to the dance no he's got other things going he's on got other plans We'll get into Jimmy Cooper. I got, I got some bones. As I, as per usual, I got bones to pick with this dude. Um, so uh, yeah, everybody's going to the dance. Um, Summer bails, and we get a really nice sarcastic, "Oh snap!" from Seth. Real I can't sassy. do it justice. It's like that 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 snarky sass, yeah, that he only he can do i I also want to say in 2003 oh snap was a was a was a big term at the time that people were saying yeah it's it's so antiquated at this point i felt like my whole bones all my bones cringing as i said it just now (laughs) but yeah i think at the time he pulled it off and it still works but I, i love these little moments of and and Maybe we could come up with another term for this, but it's when the camera lingers on Adam Brody and he just gives us a little something extra, to, a little a little button to close the scene out with. He Ooh. does it a lot. Like when it yeah. like they'll like where you were saying like they just cut Kirsten like kind of in the middle of her sentence to go to credit. They'll just hang on Brody and just they'll just <laughs> be like, let's just see what he does. <laughs> like he's going to do something. He'll funny. do something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually great. And they usually leave it in because it is great. Um, So then we go over to Kirsten's office, her work office, and um, she working. And then Sandy enters. Sandy enters. And uh, he apologizes for being late, then immediately gripes when Kirsten's like, hey, just give me a minute. Like, how do you do that? How do you show up and you be like, sorry, I'm late. And then she's like, okay, just give me a second. I got to finish up this thing. And he's like, come on, I'm starving over here. Like, what are you doing, Sandy? Where's this coming from? Who's this guy? (laughs) He's like, look, I was late. You should have all of this done. I guess that was his point. But it's also like, you were late. (laughs) (laughs) You got no room to, uh, to be the one to complain here. You know, you know how Sandy gets when his blood sugar is low. (laughs) He's a little hangry. Yeah, he's getting hangry. So Kirsten mentions that uh, she mentions the dance and Sandy's like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to make it or I'm going to be late. Like I got stuff to do with the restaurant. Um, I kind of forgot that he had a restaurant with Jimmy (laughs) because I think we got wrapped up in the Oliver stuff. But uh, I'm glad they're they're keeping that going because yeah. I'm very excited about the restaurant. Um, Kirsten forbids it with whatever wifely power she has. She forbids <laughs> Sandy to meet with the zoning people at his restaurant tomorrow. He, she's like, you're going to that dance. And uh, an argument ensues. A really good, I mean, this is just, I love Sandy Kirsten scenes. They're such good yes. actors. They play off each other so well. Such good chemistry. Um, so they're they're dig- they're digging in. They're getting kind of petty with each other with these like back and forths. You know. Can I give you my my favorite of the of the back and forths? Yes, and I'll give you my favorite. Okay. What I if it's the, it's the same? Should we say it at the, the same? exact same time? <laughs> I mean, we'll see. All right. So mine was. Uh, 
they're I didn't write it down word for word, but they're like going back and forth and Sandy's like, Oh, you don't do any you don't do things that I like to do. Like surfing. You know how many times I've tried to get you in the ocean? And Kirsten goes, With the fish? Yes, that one was really good. <laughs> With the the way she delivers with the fish? Oh, she's just like disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the most beautiful beach <laughs> in the country. <laughs> she's just like, oh, there are fish in there. I'm not getting mm. in the water. Gross. Yeah, like, no, thank you. <laughs> um one of one of my favorites, because the the whole scene was good, but I liked when just the writing and delivery, she, he's like He's like, uh, and you snore, and she's like, I do not. And he goes, yeah, you do. Like a freight train roaring through the house. <laughs> that one got me pretty good. <laughs> um, so it escalates in kind of like a funny way where they're like screaming at each other, and then Sandy's just kind of like, wait, what are we fighting about? And she's like, I'm not sure, but it's serious, and you're on your own for lunch. And she kind of storms out, and it's just like, I guess like an argument like that between Sandy and Kirsten doesn't really bother me because I know at the end of the day, they love each other. They're going to get over this. They're going to be fine. So it's like, you yeah. could, it's light, you know, like it's, you could play it fun. It's, it's intense, but yeah, you, at no point are you like, oh no. Oh no. Are they going to get divorced? Like, no. No. They're, they're fine. They'll be fine. Just let them, yeah. Let them have their little back and forth. And yeah, the, the two of them acting together is just, oh Oh my god, so good. Almost as good as Ryan and Marissa. <laughs> Almost. Um, so then we move over to Jimmy's place. Marissa's reading on the couch. Jimmy enters through the front door. And I'm kind of like, where, where the hell has he been? The whole Oliver thing with Marissa. Like, Jimmy was like nowhere to be seen. He and was, like, okay, he I guess was totally... Totally absent from the last episode. I was trying to. I think the episode before he was around, but was he not just doing really? Like, yeah. What? He's got nothing to do. He's probably just <laughs> going for walks. <laughs> Jimmy goes on a lot of walks. Yeah. Too bad he doesn't have that dog anymore. Aww. Like what happened to that dog? You could be walking with that dog. You could have a whole a whole B plot of just Jimmy and the dog getting like lost. Lost in the woods or something. I think the dog goes wherever Caitlin Cooper goes. Ah. And so we haven't we haven't seen her in ages. So Yeah. I can't wait two seasons from now when they both show up and it's like a different actress and like <laughs> probably a, a different a different, dog. different breed of dogs. <laughs> like <laughs> a French bulldog now or something. You're like, wasn't it a golden retriever? Um so Marissa hands Jimmy a Valentine's Day gift that was left at the door. Uh, Jimmy's like, well, it's not ticking, so it can't be from your mom. Good one. Jimmy. Jimmy. Um, it is signed XOXO, your secret admirer. Ooh, bit of a mystery we've got on our hands here. Jimmy immediately thinks that Marissa did it to be sweet. Um, but she's like, no, this wasn't me. And Marissa's kind of bummed about Ryan. She's like, I don't want to talk about it, dad. I don't want to do Valentine's Day. And then Jimmy suggests to Marissa uh, that Valentine's Day is the perfect occasion for a big romantic gesture to let somebody know how you really feel. And I'm going to go ahead and say this is 
terrible advice from a man who makes terrible decisions. And again, his heart's in the right place, but like, no, don't, no, don't do that. Like if you're, if you're on the rocks with somebody, if you are broken up with somebody and you're trying to win him back, big like romantic gesture, maybe try talking to him. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's very much kind of epitomizes Jimmy, like this whole scene, because I I noticed that while he's saying all this, like, yes, his heart is in the right place. This is bad advice. Um, but you can tell he loves Marissa. And there's a picture uh, on the wall behind where he's standing of him and Marissa. And you're like, oh, what a good dad. And then you remember where the fuck is his other daughter? Why isn't she in that picture? Why is it just the two of them? He's just like, he's just like, he doesn't even remember that he has another daughter. He's just like, you and me, kid. It's just you and me against the world now. And she's like, well, there, there is Caitlin. He's like, he's like, oh Who? yeah, Kath, Catherine. She's like, no, Caitlin. Like, huh? Whatever. Where's she? <laughs> Boarding school with her grandparents. Whatever. <laughs> Like, why doesn't he care about Caitlin at all? Uh, um also the 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 Valentine's Day was uh was like homemade cookies, which yeah. I thought was uh to me that's that's that says a lot more than just like dove chocolates, as good as those are, but like mm. like pre wrapped chocolates, uh uh like don't hold a candle to those fucking like Hershey kisses in the in the peanut butter uh Whatever oh, the cookies yeah. made just, out of. Just seeing those, like, like my mom makes those every Christmas. It's like Christmas treat. She only makes them on Christmas. And yeah, like when I saw those, I could like smell them oh, and taste them. Yes. And I was just like, oh man, I love those things so much. And you know what? Question. Yeah. Do you think your mom is Jimmy Cooper's <gasps> secret admirer? Well, logic would lead me to believe. <laughs> That she is. What, what if it's it was my mom? He's just like, hey, uh, <laughs> it's nice to meet you. <laughs> She's just like, I just thought it'd be fun to make you some cookies. <laughs> He's like, do you want to go have, to my all restaurant? That financial, after all that financial advice you gave me. <laughs> yeah. Like, mom, no. Don't take <laughs> advice from him. Don't check your bank account. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's the cookies. They are homemade cookies. This is going to be important later. Uh, Marissa's like, they are Hershey Kisses. So I guess that's why Marissa's prompted to say, well, did you kiss anyone recently? They're trying to deduce who it might be. And Jimmy kind of gives like a, oh, shit. <laughs> like, 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 well, I did I did kind of make out with Kirsten's little sister, who I used to babysit when we were younger. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So uh, I think he kind of figures it out then, but then like it, it kind of unravels like a mystery throughout the episode from here on out. He- so. I'm going to give him credit for the next time we see him. He does some sleuthing. He does a little detective work. Okay, that's 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 a moment I want to unpack because I'm like, was he sleuthing or did he just dumb luck white privilege his way into yet another <laughs> fortunate situation? 
Hey, tomato, tomato. <laughs> so then we cut over to Summer's room. She's just chilling. There's a knock at her door. Summer she's says, watching. She's watching the valley. Oh and yeah, the. I'm pretty sure this is the first time that we're introduced to the valley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it comes up often, I guess, later in the show, but it is the OC kind of surrogate show within a show. It's yeah, it's it's a meta it's it's a meta thing in in this show. Yeah, and it gets more meta the more we get into it, but that's fun. Do you think that there's two guys in their 30s doing a podcast in the OC world about the valley? Whoa, one can only hope. <laughs> with, you know, parallel universes being what they are. I'm sure that's happening somewhere out there. It's totally. not as good as this one though. <laughs> Colin. So there's a knock at her door. She says, I'm studying naked, thinking it's like her dad or something. And then you hear Seth's voice from the other side of the door. He goes, is that supposed to keep me away? Ha ha. Uh, she opens the door. She says, Seth, you're in my house. And then Seth says, and you're fully dressed. I wonder who's more disappointed. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming in hot. He's got jokes. Look out. Seth is on his game today. He's been he's been single for I we think a couple days at the most. <laughs> so he notices like a um, little like my my little pony doll or something on her dresser and he goes over to it and he's like who's this? And she's like no one. And he's like I'm not no one. Like little horse voice and she says it's Princess Sparkle. So this is the this is something that that Seth and Summer have in common. They both have little plastic horses that they have named. It's like you have a you have a dumb horse that you keep by that your you bed too. To? <laughs> it's like wow, they really must be soulmates. Yeah, for that Ki- it's kismet. It's kismet. I was gonna say earlier. It's like you could call me Kiz Mitchell. Ah! Uh-huh. <laughs> I just kind of shoehorned it in just then. Um. So yeah, that's we're introduced to Princess Sparkle and the Valley in one scene. Wow, what a big scene. It's about to get bigger, ladies and gentlemen. Seth says, listen, Summer, it's not like now that Anna and I broke up, I am now choosing you. The whole reason we broke up was because for me, it's always been you, Summer. Within three sentences, she, like she goes from like wanting to kick him out of her room to like, I'm going to have sex with you now. Like it is, it is like, it's amazing. It's what Seth's able to do with a few words. (laughs) It is an amazing, like in, in as far as like teen soap opera, little monologues go, Mm -hmm. it's per, it hits all the beats and the way he delivers it, where he's like, it's always been you. It's like, he's like, I can't deny it. Undeniable. Man, <laughs> it is. I w- yeah, I would have jumped his bones too. I, like, I, yes, if I could jump through the screen and do that, <laughs> I would do that. Like I would probably do that like two times an episode, but especially now, like he just nails it. It's all over, people. Forget about it. Mothers lock up your daughters. Seth has been unleashed into but, the world. And also, to be fair, though, like I don't think. I didn't get that he was like making the speech so that she would have sex with him. No, like, it did. It felt like he genuinely, and we know, like he's always 
had feelings for her and that's mm-hmm. a huge reason that him and Anna failed as a couple because it was always going to be summer and right. like yeah i just thought it was like it kind of took me by surprise that there was just this little moment of like such like sincerity and like like genuine uh heartfelt especially coming from him cuz he he's not one to get sentimental about stuff but it was really good but when he does he gets laid hello sunshine <laughs> yeah. she yeah she throws him on the bed and that is her that is their like i guess we're having sex song is hello that sunshine is, by super furry animals that is the song that her boobs play <laughs> yeah, when she takes when, her top off. when she takes her top off yes because she the she, first time mm-hmm. i was like oh that's 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 a great little like needle drop of a just like to start that song there. It's very mm-hmm. funny. The second time it happens, I had to pause it because I was laughing <laughs> yeah. so very hard. <laughs> it is pretty. It is pretty great. Like Seth, obviously, like he's nervous. He's talking a lot. She just kind of yeah. She takes her top off and he just like shuts up and he's just like. Yes, Summer. Whatever you say, Summer. <laughs> I assume the first... Uh, I can't remember, uh, but I think the first time I saw Boobs in real life, I heard that song as well. So I think, <laughs> I think that's we just, all did. Yeah. I think that's just the song that plays in each of our brains. That's your legacy, super furry animals. <laughs> that's not a bad legacy to have, I guess, but... No. That's it. Um, so then we cut over to Julie's house. We're at the front door. I guess front porch and uh, Luke rings the doorbell. Julie answers. He kind of fumbles his way through like a bullshit excuse as to why he's there. Something about like a textbook. And I'm like, Hey, you leave the textbook deception to sly Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Because he can, he can talk his way out of anything with some textbook bullshit. Um, So he kind of asks Julie uh, to go to the Valentine's day dance with him. And Julie's kind of just like, no, I'm not going. Like me and Caleb just broke up, and uh, uh, she, she's, I don't, I don't know if she. I think she, she has an inclination as to what Luke is doing, which is like trying to pick her up, but right. she's just kind of like letting him down without like making it a thing or making it awkward. She's just kind of like, no, I'm not going to go to that thing. And Luke kind of is just like, ah, okay, uh, see ya. And he kind of walks away, he's kicking himself. <laughs> Julie gives him a little look, like as he's walking away, just like, hmm, okay, I guess he's into me. Just a reminder, he's 17 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I I personally, uh, like, from a legal uh, standpoint, <laughs> of course, I'm I'm very much against this happening, but like... Knowing that it's a TV show and knowing that the actor is like 27 in in real life, they're both of age and I'm a big Luke fan and I'm a big Julie fan. And so I'm just like, for, for her to like, give that look, I'm like, get it girl. Like, yeah, you are, you, you do still have it. And like from Luke, it's just like, yeah, dude, go for it. (laughs) She's a hot mom. I mean, speaking of the graduate, we got a real, we got a real situation here. Mm hmm. And later in this in this episode where she like puts her leg up and you see him that like camera angle. <laughs> yeah, her leg is framing him yeah. <laughs> in the foreground. <laughs> Thought that was a little on the nose, but remember when that shot was like 
everywhere. Like it was like parodied all the time. You know, yeah. Nobody does it anymore. Nobody does the graduate shot anymore. I think it was done in like all like a couple of those like scary movies or not another teen movies or sure. all those like kind of parody movies. I, I think there was a couple times where something like that was done. Has the graduate like kind of fallen off the radar in terms of like pop culture? It's, it's hard to tell. The, not as relevant as it used to be, I guess. 20 yeah. years ago or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, so that now, happened. <laughs> I'm trying to think what's the new, what would be the more recent graduate. I can't think of anything. This is you gotta, for the podcast. You got to go, I guess, into the 70s or 80s. Or like Ferris Bueller or something. Even though that's Maybe. not like a completely different movie. But like <laughs> something around that era is like what the graduate was in the mm -hmm. early to mid 90s. Maybe. Kids aren't watching movies anymore, Mitchell. They're Man. watching TikTok. They're watching Quibi. They ain't got time Quibi. for a movie. <laughs> I need it in 10 minute bite sized chunks. <laughs> Just kidding. Quibi's, Quibi's done. <laughs> Quibi is all done. And I actually, uh, I was talking to uh, Muhammad, friend of the show, of the, uh, show. the other day, and I forgot what. I was making fun of Quibi without, rem I couldn't remember the name of it. Like, that's how quickly it came and went. It was a was terrible like, name. It was like, uh, little, little bits, little bite. What was that fucking thing called? You know how, like, yeah, like a company will show up, like CISO, and you're just like, that has the name of a company that will not succeed. Like, <laughs> I can just see that failing. I can CISO that failing. Ah! <laughs> It's weird. Oh. I guess Hulu's a weird name, but and they're everything's fine. a weird name when you really when think you about think it. Think about it. Google, <laughs> Apple, Goo Google, Goo Google. <laughs> I guess you got a point there. Words, right, guys? God, that's what you guys came here to hear, right? Sorry, I ate half a pot gummy before we started. So, <laughs> um, can we take a pee break real fast? Take an op break. We'll OP you later. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. All right. We're back from our OP break. We OP'd everywhere. <laughs> and we're back in the show. We're going to uh, Summer's Room. Back in Summer's Room. It's kind of the uh, overhead, two characters laying in the bed. All done in one take, this scene. It's a short little scene, so not a huge lift, but... They, it's, I mean, it's, it's a shot that you get a lot of times when, when, you know, characters are, uh, post coitus. Um, but it also like the OC loves doing the like overhead of the bed shot. Like that oh, happens yeah. a lot in this, most of the time when people aren't having sex, but <laughs> yeah. it is a fun, like to be like, Oh, they're doing it again. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, yeah, this is a good shot. Good little scene. Um, so yeah, they just had sex and it doesn't appear to have gone very well and they're both no, kinda... i think so seth <laughs> says the same thing that we all say after we have sex he goes so that was sex <laughs> right we all say that everybody That's how you know that. it's over is you say that that was sex right? and this is walking <laughs> home <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, they're they're both not like making eye contact or anything. They both seem pretty uncomfortable. 
and they're just kind of like, all right, got to go by. Summer like gets up and she takes all the, the sheets with her to like cover herself as she gets up. And Seth's just left there like totally naked, but fairly revealing shot. Like it goes, camera's going down pretty far on that torso. Yeah. I was like, this is, hey, network TV guys, come on. He's just also, a boy. Uh, I hate when um, TV shows where like the character is quote unquote like the nerdy guy, yeah. but he still looks like he works out. He definitely a fairly works out. decent amount. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's got very defined <laughs> muscles. <laughs> it's like, oh, what a little punk! I'm like, I'll never look that like that in my life. Like, God, I could work out. I could work out five days a week, and I would never look like that. <laughs> yeah. Does uh, this count as a a thing that we have not yet named where the shot kind of land stays with Adam Brody for a little while and he kind of because he's kind of awkwardly like I like grabs a pillow yeah he doesn't say anything it's more of like physical humor of like him feeling awkward yeah I would say I would say no to this one only because I feel like that was like in the script I don't know if that was improvised you know like yeah Cause he he yeah, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he just he just kind of did. Maybe it was just supposed to. I just couldn't see the shot ending with him just like laying there naked in the bed. You know, like that's a weird way to end a shot. So yeah, he grabs a pillow, kind of modestly places it over his junk, and gets up and leaves. Uh, and that's which is also scene. that's her pillow. <laughs> it is, have... but I mean, his stuff is everywhere in that bed. That's now, true. So. That's that's so true. He <laughs> op would everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work out that well, apparently. Got to have control, guys. To. You got to aim. Come on. <laughs> uh, so then we cut over to the pool house. It's nighttime. Ryan's laying in the bed studying like a good little boy. Marissa knocks on the door and walks in before he even gives her permission to enter. Oh my god, so rude. Um, she has like a rose in her hands. She's got like a bunch of shit in her hands. She's got like three purses and like she's carrying a rose. She doesn't, it doesn't matter because instead it's of never, like... Never acknowledged yeah, why she has a rose. She like dismisses it completely. She doesn't even like hand it to him. She just like jumps on him and starts making out aggressively with him. And Ryan's like not into it, but he's kind of into it. <laughs> and uh, she starts talking like they're about to do it. She's like, "We've waited so long," and she starts like unbuckling his belt and stuff. She's like real aggressive. For some reason, and I don't know why, but for some reason, I just assumed that they had already had sex before, like together. I know Ryan has and she has with like separate people, but for whatever reason, I thought like. That was just something they did in the pool house a lot. But she's like, <laughs> it was assumed they. Yeah, they but she's like, we've been waiting a long time to, you know, and she's like going for the belts and stuff. Yeah, I guess they never made it a point to be like, this is when they had sex. But yeah, you're right. Like it kind of felt like, are you guys having bone before? Like for real? <laughs> what are you, you just making out all night and then being like, all right, see you later. <laughs> Seth and Summer have to have sex together before you two did? That's wild. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she. I'm uncomfortable. She's being very aggressive. And Ryan kind of backs up like, no means no. 
and Marissa's like embarrassed. Um, she like runs out. She is so bad at reading people and what they want and what they don't want. She just comes in and she's just like, I'm going to do whatever I think's best. My dad told me a big romantic gesture was a good idea. And this is my idea of what a big romantic gesture is. It's just like <laughs> having sex with you. Um, because well, that's, that's kind of sad. It is sad. Really yeah. About it. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's the only value you see in yourself marissa come on you're better than that pick yourself up well and it's uh yeah but like i i feel bad but at the same time it's it's her this whole thing of her being like let's pretend let's start over let's pretend like the the events of the last six or seven episodes didn't happen uh yeah, that's let kinda... me shove my sh- shove my tongue down your throat and yeah she keeps she keeps harping on that like like if she says it enough it's going to come true mm-hmm. like if she's just like let's start over let's go back to the way things were before and ryan's just like dude i'm telling you you we can't no like i'm not gonna do that and she's just like well maybe if i try to have sex with you and he's just like, maybe no. She thinks, maybe she thinks if they if they have sex for a long enough period of time, she tires him out. He'll have a good night's sleep because she's really concerned. Aww, he's not about sleeping. His sleeping, yeah. Maybe that's the root of all this trouble. We just gotta give him a good night's sleep. <laughs> give, give Ryan a warm glass of milk. Send him off. Tuck him in. Read him a story. That's a big romantic gesture. <laughs> Oh yeah, read him Cavalier and Clay. <laughs> so yeah, Ryan's like, no, like, I'm not into this, and it's wrong. And Marissa's embarrassed, and she runs out. And Ryan has, at this point, no doubt, a confused boner. And then we go to commercial, commercial break. We come back from commercial break. We're in the pool house. It's the next morning. Seth busts in. Nobody respects Ryan's privacy. <laughs> Nobody's knocking on the door and waiting for permission. Everybody's just coming and going as they please. Seth uh, Seth has very important news to tell him. He's not knocking on any door. He's barging in. There's He's no happy. time for knocking. I got to barge. <laughs> um, yes, because he's there to announce that he and Summer had sex. And he announces this to Ryan, and Ryan says, how was it? And Seth says, I I really enjoyed this scene because Ryan yeah. is like, like really kind of proud of him. Like, yeah. he's like, you did. Oh, you did. He's like, cool, man. <laughs> Way to go, dude. Yeah, this was a nice little bro, brother kind of moment. And, and he goes, he goes, how was it? And Seth goes, it was weird. And Ryan goes, it was weird. Like, <laughs> cool. Cool, weird man. Good. That's rad. <laughs> and he's like, not like kinky weird, like. Like, what do you say? Like, fish flopping around? Or he's, he's like, I was a fish flopping around. He's he's very disappointed in his own performance, his first performance. Yeah. And I'm like, Seth, bro, look, not everybody can be like Timothy Chalamet and just be amazing <laughs> out of the gate, you know? Like, you gotta work up to it. You're not gonna be a stud on your first excursion. I feel like Ryan should have said that. 
Yeah. Him, like, look, man, nobody's good the first time. Like, he's just like, ah, it's all right. You'll get better. Yeah. Like, Which wait, is, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, you had to wait till he, because he, because he kind of goes on a quest here. He's kind of looking for some, some advice from an experienced sex person. And so uh, he ends up, uh, it's kind of a good thing that didn't work out with Ryan because he ends up going to his father and, and what proceeds there is like one of probably one of my favorite scenes when they have, they have the talk. Yes. Uh, it's so good. Um, so yeah, Seth thinks that Summer was disappointed because she is more, as he put it, experienced in these matters. And I don't know why he assumes this, but uh, he does, I guess because of her her reputation or whatever but um he asks ryan for advice and yeah all ryan can really give him is like do it again <laughs> like great advice ryan it's ac- it's good actually talk. really good advice like yeah just just keep having sex and you'll figure it out <laughs> yeah i think i mean i think he assumed summer uh was not a virgin just because like when the show starts you yeah. know she was she was fun time party girl right and you kind of assume that if she's at uh, Holly's parents' beach house every weekend, uh, getting smashed uh, with alcohol, then she's probably hooked up with a couple water polo guys or something. That yeah, but, it's kind of it, yeah, it's like a reputation that she had curated for herself. It's like yeah, kind of. It was kind of her yeah, her uh, persona or whatever. But which she says later, like. She she felt like that's what she needed to be or whatever, which is again really sad. It's sad, that, yeah. And I and I hope we've we've come you know a long way since these early aughts days where where women or young girls didn't like value themselves in the same way. They're just like they're just like I'm just here to be overly sexualized, I guess. Yeah, like I would I would think the kids these days aren't like that anymore. I would hope, mm. but. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I'm not in high school. I haven't been in high school for like a while now. <laughs> so it's hard to say. But um if you're a if you're a high schooler listening to this, send us an email at J and No, don't no don't, don't no it's do cool. not <laughs> It's fine. You just uh, you just keep doing you and value yourself and yes. you will grow into a a great person one day. You know what you know what though? Uh there's, there's like yeah, there's people like Billie Eilish that are mm-hmm. are are teaching the youth of today and far better than you or I could. So I yeah, think they're kids. Be okay. Kids, just go listen to Billie Eilish. Yeah, she's great. After you finish this episode of the podcast, though, like listen to the whole thing and then yeah. go listen to and Billie then Eilish. go listen to bad guy. I don't want a really bad guy. I don't want a bad guy. Do 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 bad guy. Really like that song, actually. Yeah, I can I, tell. I th- I'm You're pretty sure I job. memorized all the lyrics too. <laughs> uh, so then we cut over to the beach at like sunset. It's gorgeous, but the fish are there. Ugh. Oh, with the fish! <laughs> so Summer and Marissa are staying out of the water. They're just chilling on some chairs, and um, Marissa has bangs all of a sudden. <laughs> it, but like i was like it took me a couple scenes to like really notice it and then i rewound it i was like yeah she just like had 
didn't have bangs one day and then all of a sudden she had bangs which i guess makes more sense than the opposite like if her hair just grew overnight but like you know she gets a haircut sure but they didn't make a big deal about it they didn't even mention it (laughs) makes me think she just got a haircut in the middle of production and they were just like couldn't work it into the script and they were just like all right she got a haircut i guess whatever would you prefer like an entire episode called the bangs the bangs (laughs) it's a big deal Marissa changed her hairstyle. It's like when Rachel changed her hairstyle in France. It's true. Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, after after she left Ryan in, in the pool house, um, she, may, she had a hair appointment the next morning for yeah. the, uh, to get her hair done for the, for the Valentine's Day single uh, hookup gala. Hookup gala. <laughs> um, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, it would make sense to go go to like the salon before the big dance, especially when you're trying to win your ex-boyfriend back. Mm-hmm. I get it. I read you, Mar. Um, so yeah, she <laughs> she's like blah blah blah. So me and Ryan decided to wait. I guess like she was talking like it was a mutual decision. And then Summer's like, I wish we had waited. And Rosa's mind is blown that Summer's been sitting on this fucking bomb all day at the beach. Also, Marissa's like, ooh, I just lied to you, and then you just dropped a truth bomb, <laughs> and now I feel guilty. She, she backpedals. She, she backpedals a little bit. She's like, actually, he didn't want to have sex. I was I was all about it. And um, But yeah, like Marissa gets it, though. She knows that you know, she didn't believe Ryan about the Oliver thing and she should have. And that's why she she says, maybe we just weren't meant to be together. To which I say, nobody is meant to be together. People choose to be together and you don't live in a fairy tale book. You overprivileged piece of shit. I'm sorry. Uh, hear this and more excerpts from Mitchell's spoken word poetry album entitled There's No Such Thing as Soulmates. <laughs> and I can prove it. <laughs> there's no such thing as souls and there's no such thing as soulmates. <laughs> yeah, that's my whole argument. You got to have a soul <laughs> to have a soulmate. Nobody has souls except dogs, contrary to what everybody else believes. Um. So uh, and and uh, the killers because they have that one song that said I got soul but I'm not a soldier. That's true. You cannot lie about that. And I guess James Brown had a soul. Has still he's still he is a soul now because he's dead. Yeah. All right. So the Marissa and Summer they both they're both having doubts about their boys. Because Summer's like feeling weird about the sex with Seth. And Marissa's like, well, I just don't think Ryan likes me anymore. And so we have a big kind of like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's going to happen Whoa. next? Oh, no. I, there is something about like um, two like young, attractive people sitting on the beach being really bummed out. Like you think of the beach as like a really like beautiful like environment and like granted they're also like both like they're wearing bathing suits but they're like pretty covered up too they have like pants and a they're reading magazines they're not even like enjoying the view they're like both have magazines which 
when's the last time you even saw a magazine? <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely 2004. But yeah, you're uh, right. Like it's they're just they're just sit there a little bumped out. Meanwhile, like a family walks up next to them and he's just like wow i've always wanted to see the west coast the pacific <laughs> ocean i've saved up my entire life to to get here and here and wow i could cry right now this is such a big moment for me and they're just sitting there like hmm can i borrow your copy of cosmo <laughs> like, just, yeah. i want to do the quiz but i guess nobody really appreciates what they have do they yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, they probably are just at the beach regardless every day just because it's there. At least and they I go. You know, yeah. I'm sure there'd be like, like Kirsten, she, she hates the beach. It sounds like she lives, well, she's lived by her whole of the life. Fish. Yeah, there are fish in there. I mean, <laughs> gross. There was also, there's also, um, at one point, Summer says to Marissa when, when Marissa's talking about, the stuff with Oliver and somebody goes, nobody knew that Oliver was going to turn out to be a Looney Tune. And I thought, yeah, we all did. All of literally us did. everybody, everyone watching this show. We knew. And Ryan was screaming it from the rooftops and y'all just <laughs> plugged your ears. Ryan climbed up on a ladder to get on a rooftop. Luke was at the bottom holding the ladder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Luke handed him the megaphone so he could scream it. Ryan and Luke guys. Listen up. <laughs> um, Listen to these guys. They got some really good ideas. <laughs> so then we cut over to the Cohen's kitchen. Kirsten's getting ready for the dance. Uh, Sandy kind of strolls in in his weekend attire, baggy jeans, open, you know, button up shirt with like T-shirt on underneath. He's chilling, man. It's the weekend. Um, Sandy walks in and goes, hello. Hello. It- he does a real fun Sandy hello. He He's in a, a good mood. Memo. I loved it. Um, he spends a lot of screen time digging some deli meat out of the fridge in complete I, silence. Let me tell you what I wrote. Um, <laughs> as Sandy walks in the kitchen and gives a real fun hello. Uh, Kirsten ignores him, and then he goes all Tony Soprano, pulling cold cuts out of the fridge and just eating them right off the butcher paper. Yeah. What a fucking badass. <laughs> this man knows how to live. God, there. I gotta be honest, taking the cold cut right out of the fridge, like right off the paper, not even put it on a sandwich, It that's when it tastes the best. Capicola. Capicola Gabagool. Gabagool. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. So Kirsten's like giving him the cold shoulder. That's why we have all this silence between them. Seth enters and he's like, Dad, can I talk to you? And Sandy's like, Of course, what's up? Like immediately goes into dad mode. Like <laughs> I, I I I I don't I'm sorry I keep doubling back, but uh I thought this this scene and the scene to follow are so great. But uh Kirsten giving him the cold shoulder, not saying anything. He's just chowing on cold cuts in silence. And uh, Seth goes, hey, what are you guys doing? And Sandy goes, I'm just enjoying your mother's company. (laughs) Yeah. That was a nice little dig, isn't it? (laughs) That was good, yeah. Oh, man. It's it's like if we we 
quoted every line that I, we liked <laughs> that Sandy Cohen says in this episode. It's all we would do. We'd just be here. We'd just be here for two hours quoting Sandy Cohen. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. He's just he's he's just killing it in this episode. Mm. Um. So yeah, he's like, "What's up, Seth?" And and Seth's like, "It's girl stuff." And Sandy's like, "Well, you've come to the master." <laughs> and that. That for me, I think, might have been my biggest laugh of the night. <laughs> like just his delivery <laughs> and the fact that like he and his wife are not getting along right now at all. <laughs> at she all. she like chortles when he says that. Yes. She gives like a <sighs> she she laughed. I laughed. We laughed for very <laughs> different reasons, but we both laughed. Uh yeah. He's just well, you've come to the master. <laughs> like he's just so <laughs> confident. And it killed me. It was so good. Uh, doorbell rings Kirsten goes to get it Seth says to it's just him and Sandy now he says I think we need to have the talk and Sandy gets scared and he's like right now right now they're just like both dreading it so much it's great he's like so it's like it's gonna be as hard for you as it is for me (laughs) it's it's so funny and the way they play this is I love it the the whole you know the the parent giving the child the birds and the bees talk is like i mean it's well worn territory in 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 television shows and movies and all forms of entertainment um but i got to applaud the way that those two and we'll get to it but yeah. like they i was just like all right like this has to be they can't just like phone this in and be weird and dumb. Right. It'll just be like, oh, this was just like every other show that's ever done this. But then I remembered who we were dealing with here. <laughs> and we we really are it. in the hands of the masters. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Josh Schwartz works alone. He's like <laughs> Stand back. I got this. Birds and the bees talk, no problem. And yeah, it, it fucking it crushes. I feel like you don't you don't get to see it in depth the way they go. They like actually have the talk in this show. Like I feel like it's like a cutaway thing that a lot of TV shows or movies do where they're like, we gotta have the talk and then it like jump cuts to them just being like, uh, okay, uh, see you later, Dad. And like you don't It'll- actually get to hear the talk and they, they actually have the talk in this episode. It- Here's what it is in in other shows. Uh the the dad or the parent goes, "Well, when a man and a woman really love each other." And then it cuts. And then it cuts away. Yes. <laughs> it's like nobody's nobody's got the balls to actually write this scene. Josh yeah. Schwartz does. Schwartz does. And he nails it. Uh so then yeah, we cut over to the front door. It's Jimmy. So he hands Kirsten the very same cookies that were in the secret admirer box. He just threw them in like a Ziploc and handed it to Kirsten. (laughs) Now, this is what I want to talk about. A few of them are definitely missing because he definitely scarfed down a bunch of them. Yes. Oh, it's hard to not with these things. All right. So is Jimmy trying to gather clues about who his secret admirer is? Or... Does he think that they're from Kirsten, who he loves, and he's like slyly trying to get her to admit that she made him the cookies? Or 
is he just a doofus who regifts <laughs> things? <laughs> I am gonna give if this was Jimmy Cooper like episode three or four of the show, I would have said that he's still but I think at this point him and Sandy have a restaurant together. I think they've moved past the because to the best of my knowledge, like that arc is kind of done. The whole Jimmy never, and yeah. Kirsten kind of yeah, they're just really kind of friends. Mm-hmm. And also, and I and again, this is um, I think I'm giving him more credit clearly than you, and maybe <laughs> maybe more so than anyone should. Um, but I think he has a suspicion that it is Haley, mm-hmm. and he's kind of thinking like maybe. Maybe Kirsten. Will, I don't think he expected like the gold mine of information that he got from her. Yeah, but... he, he he really cleaned <laughs> up if that was his intention. But uh, yeah, it was, and it was so fun. It, it is very much of a like a sitcom thing where like just Kirsten immediately is like, oh, you know what these are called? They're yep. called the uh, Heaven's Kisses or whatever. And Haley used to make these and this and that. And uh, have you heard from her? Uh, one time she was gone. We thought she left the country, but she was just on her friend's boat. And if she did make these for you for some reason and you're looking for her, you should probably go check that boat. <laughs> is that enough information for you, Jimmy? And he's like, uh-huh. Ooh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, like he's, he's just like the detective who just like falls on his face and finds the smoking gun. <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> you really lucked into this one. But yeah, I guess I guess that's why he was there because I can't think of like why else would he even go to the Cohen's house but to it's, like kind of do some recon, you know? Yeah, it's been a while since the there was like any sort of like tension between Jimmy and Kirsten. I think they've kind of uh, squashed that a little bit as far as the storytelling goes. Like, yeah, I don't think they've wanted you to think that uh, in a while. So, yeah, it really doesn't push it in that direction. I was just trying to come up with a, with a, with another thing so I could land on is he a doofus who just regifts things like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like hmm I've already eaten like five of these cookies I guess I could give the rest to Kirsten <laughs> and just pretend that I made them I don't know just whatever you do don't tell your mom that he gave those cookies away because that's really going to hurt her feelings <laughs> yeah it's a little treat it's a special treat okay <laughs> they mean they're made with love they are a Christmas cookie, though. They're I, definitely I've eaten those cookie. around Christmas time too. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're all called kisses, so that yeah, I makes get sense it. for Valentine's Day. But the only person that gives me kisses is Santa Claus, so <laughs> I have them at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in my room. He <laughs> says, "You've been on the naughty list." <laughs> oh no. And he gives me kisses. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jimmy stumbles onto this answer. Um, and he's kind, of, he's kind of just like, staying on a friend's boat, huh? And that's how the scene ends. Because <laughs> like, so, he's going to track Haley down. Um, so then we cut over to the kitchen table. Here we go. So it appears that Seth, we start the scene with Seth having told Sandy 
that he has in fact had sex. Sandy, as if he were in a great deal of pain, <laughs> it's like, did you uh, did you wear a pr- protection? <laughs> <laughs> and Seth's like wincing and he's just like yes he's just oh thank god he's like cause you gotta be responsible so he's even he's still still a dad he's still being a dad <laughs> you gotta be also, responsible I think they play it a little different than other times I've seen this because like they're both struggling like yeah. usually it's like the dad is like well when I had sex with your mother and the kid is always like dad but like <laughs> They're clearly like he's he's trying to find the words. He's just like, did you? Uh, ooh, it's God. It's clearly so painful for both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, Seth mentions how awkward the sex was, and Sandy's like, "Well, that's to be expected." And then Seth kind of <laughs> like leans in, and he's just like, "Okay, now we're getting somewhere." <laughs> and then Sandy enlightens his son on the wonders of. Foreplay. Foreplay. He says it. He puts his arms out when he says it. And like I I like you were saying, if we if we were just to quote all the things we love about him, this I think the delivery of this line, uh, it might it's I think it might be in my top ten of the like his best lines. And I know it's kind of creepy, but just the way he goes. With his like, with that like New York gesture, accent, he yeah. goes foreplay, foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just, I'm just revealing the secrets of the world to you now, son. <laughs> it's the key to everything, foreplay. And he says, like, what's foreplay, Dad? And he's like, oh, you know massaging nibbling of the neck <laughs> he does he does all of those things and seth seth really is that's like taking notes yes yeah. um yeah we're going there i guess let's we're go, we're, we are in the talk right now and um without us going into too much detail here there is there, this is a family show after all. J.M. Mitchell's The O.C. Podcast. Not The O.C. That is smut for perverts. Um, yeah. We don't... We're, we're a fucking family show. We're a fucking family show. God damn it. Um, so Seth thanks his dad. And then Sandy asks him who he slept with. <laughs> uh, inappropriate? I think so. It is inappropriate, for sure. I don't think he meant it to be. Not that that makes it any... Not that that makes it okay. But I do think that he knows, you know, how he feels about... And and he does say, you got so many girls these days. Because, like, every time Sandy looks, Anna and Summer are around. So he's probably just like... I wonder which one it was. Trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, I mean, so he's he's guessing. He's like, Summer? And then Seth kind of like nods. And then Sadie goes, oh, you dog you. And <laughs> it's cute, but it's also kind of sexualizing a young girl. But that's yes. also what they're talking about. And, and so I guess 
I guess this is why it's awkward as fuck for a father and a son to have this talk because it's like it's like you both have to like find this common ground and it's like it feels wildly inappropriate for both of you. Uh, yeah, in, I think in America, it, it could have it could have ended without the who who did you sleep with? Yeah. Um, this is this is a point that I think Fu brought up in the last episode where he's just like. Sandy's like too involved in their lives. <laughs> like he's like too interested in what's going on with with his kids. And this is kind of a like I get that point now. Like having having watched this at the end of the scene, I'm just kind of like, is that really any of your fucking business, Sandy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, it's played lightly, and it's not like Sandy's like gonna go beat off thinking about. <laughs> summer or anything like you don't get that impression he's like genuine curiosity and and his son's love life and it's it's kind of endearing but yeah it's a little awkward but that's you know hey that's the kind of the point of this whole scene so right i guess they nailed it um, mission accomplished very much so and yeah that was the talk loved it um so then we cut over to the Valentine's Day singles dance gala thing. <laughs> There's a huge banner. It's yeah. like, uh, you know, in Bojack Horseman, whenever they have like a banner for a party and it's always, uh, it's like, you can tell somebody called it in because mm-hmm. the banner says the banner should say, uh, <laughs> happy Valentine's Day uh singles gala ball or something like that i don't know you guys just do what you do there at the banner shop <laughs> which is a great joke that they make on that Bojack really Horseman. Yeah. and they pretty but, much uh, have that there at the dance yeah. gala thing also where is this event being held like I've never seen this particular event space before on the show. They usually do it like at the country club, like where they right. have like uh casino night and um, the cotillion. But like, I've never seen this place before and I don't think we ever see it again. It's this like beautiful, like tall ceiling, like wooden. It looking, does like, have, yeah, it has the balcony thing, which I, I think yes. they needed for Marissa and somebody to like spy. <clears throat> when they're mm-hmm. there so yeah I, I bet they had to like that was probably like in the script and they like need they were like well we could do the regular old event space and they were like yeah but that's just one big floor like we need nooks and crannies for people to spy on each other <laughs> this right. is valentine's day after all it just seems like they would have knowing what i know about the oc they would have just like kind of wedged it like joshua to be like well we need to say what the event space would be and there would just be one line of like well, you know they're redoing the floor at the oh, yes. at the uh, at the clubhouse, so we're having it at the uh, the whatever. Sheraton or what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's usually like a line to kind of clean up, and there wasn't. So my mind mm. was uh, wondering uh, the entire scene of just like, where the fuck are where they? Is this? <laughs> Yours and mine both, dude. Um, so this is this is before the event begins, and Luke and Ryan are like helping set up, and um, Luke asks Ryan about him and Marissa, and Ryan's kind of like, eh, 50-50, I don't really know what's going on with us. And then Luke asks Ryan about Julie. What about what about her mom? What's... And Ryan kind of gives him a look like, what? 
Are you fucking her? Are you, excuse me? <laughs> Luke's just like, uh, uh, just trying to get a head count for the event. Bravo, Luke. Very nice recovery. Great save. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just kind of like bolts. He just kind of like, uh, I'm going to go, go get something else. And he like just runs off frame. Um, <laughs> and then Ryan nearly runs into a server. And then, yes, this is the great reveal. It's Teresa from the previously on. Um, yep. And she's like, Ryan, it's good to see you. And they're like, happy to see each other. And then we cut over to Summer's bedroom. And Summer has a pile of CDs on her bed. And she's like looking at the liner notes. And I miss that so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> While she's like listening to an album and you're like flipping through the book. It's great. What was she listening to? Hold on. I I have Oh, did you jot it down? I, I didn't notes. I missed it. Well, I I have this website. Shout out to the ocmusic.co.uk that gives you a track by track, uh, episode by episode. Wow, that's um, awesome. Yeah. Shout out. Uh Summertime by Oh, Summer. <gasps> huh? Do you think she just picks albums that have her name in the title? <laughs> She's incredibly vain. Summertime. And luckily, there's a lot of name, a lot of songs that have the the word "summer" in them. So, yeah. if her name was Marissa, what, mm. she's not going to listen to anything except uh, for punk. By she listens to punk right now. Right now, <laughs> um, punk. Uh, Summertime by the Fire Theft. That name sounds familiar. That does sound but familiar. I've never heard them. Cool. Um, <laughs> oh, so Seth knocks on the door and doesn't get permission before entering. What's wrong with all these people? Rich white people just barging, barging in. He's here for another shot. Permission <clears throat> granted. <laughs> he swoops it like they start making out, and he like swoops around, and he goes for the neck massage. <laughs> And then he goes for the neck nibble, and it completely backfires. She's like, ow, like, that hurts. And then she's like, you're tickling me. And she, like, punches him. And then she just, like, throws him on the bed, takes her top off. Hello, sunshine. (laughs) And then Seth says, whatever you say, Summer, call back market. Market! And that's what they call a callback in comedy, Ryan. Another great Hello, one. Hello, callback. <laughs> I like it when a song meets with a line in callback heaven, and it just works out. It's wonderful. Uh, so then we cut over to outside the gala thing, and Ryan uh, is catching Teresa up on the whole Oliver saga, and Teresa totally has his back. She points out how everybody was gaslighting him, and yeah, he has every right to be pissed off. And see, see, Jake, this is this is what we call empathy, and it is something that Marissa lacks completely. She, like, all Marissa's doing is going up to Ryan and just being like, "I just want everything to go back to normal," instead of like even like apologizing. <laughs> like she's just like so up her own ass. That she can't see. Right. Or even truth. rather than just not even apologizing, because last episode we were a little 
torn of like, should she apologize or should she? I don't even think she needs to apologize, but just like to to say like, let's start over, like let's just ignore this yeah. huge life changing situation that happened that we'll all uh, like surely have like post traumatic <laughs> stress yeah. about for a long time. Like it's it was intense. Yeah. Look, I speak as someone who. Uh, tries to ignore everything uh, that happens to me. Uh, but even I'm like, no, you got to kind of address this and deal with it and be there for each other. Yeah. Like to Can't try blow to like, past it. get through it together you right. know, and move on from it. But to just be like, let's pretend it didn't happen. Let's start over. Uh, I think that's the main thing that Ryan is hung up on. Like, yeah. And he's, yeah. It's it's uh, what um mm-hmm. what do you what do you think pretend that this up ep- like that you haven't already watched the show all the way from start to finish okay uh what do you how do you feel about Teresa in this episode? Mm, I mean she's written obviously as like a foil to Marissa right like she mm-hmm. is she's coming in uh like kind of kind of stealing Ryan away from her or whatever whatever chance she had with Ryan. I think in this episode to me I don't know Teresa seems like I mean she's an old girlfriend. We know this at this point. She kind of busts his balls a little bit, but like it's in a fun way and then they mostly just like reminisce about stuff. I would say that she is a much better uh match for Ryan than Marissa is just because I I can't stand Marissa and I don't think I don't think Ryan can right now either I don't know how do you how do you feel about her I really like her in this episode but I I think it's also coming off of like because for the last however many episodes we've just been like I don't think Ryan and Marissa should be together. Like, yeah. let's just let her go with Oliver. Like, just forget, like, clearly you're, this is not a good match. And mm-hmm. so, like, having having all of that, uh, Teresa being there and them, like, getting along and having fun and laughing together. It's just yeah. like, dude, there you go. <laughs> like, when's the last time Marissa made Ryan smile, you know? <laughs> and yeah, I don't mean that, Marissa should necessarily like I don't think she should apologize for like what what happened like in the hotel room with Oliver and the gun and everything. Mm-hmm. I think Marissa should apologize for like doing nothing but hanging out with Oliver for like what felt like two months. Like she just yes. she just completely like would ghost Ryan and like <laughs> like every day after school. Every day she was just <laughs> hanging out with this dude. And like she, Never apologized about that. I don't know. Yeah, that I, that still that still uh, bugs me. But yeah. anyway, yeah, it so. is. But it is just this weird thing of like, I think Joshua still wants the audience to be like Ryan and Marissa should be together. And I just, right. I don't know if I felt that way the first time I watched this. As like, you know, in my like nineteen, twenty, twenty one, however old I was when I was watching this. But like now, it seems so obvious of like, no, yeah. I get it. Like, yeah. 
the person you date in high school you think is is your soulmate. Mm-hmm. But I've listened to Mitchell's spoken word poetry, and I know that that doesn't exist. Thank you, and thank you for <laughs> for purchasing the book. <laughs> we haven't gotten a lot of sales, so I appreciate that. Um, no, I think the yeah, I think the first time I watched it, I was like more team Marissa because I was like, oh, like right and Marissa, they like I was kind of like coming from where she was coming from which is like they're meant to be together like that's kind of what this show is and they need to get back together i don't know why i thought that but just my my dumb you know 19 year old brain uh uh just like felt like yeah like a return to normal like that's what we all want but uh now as i rewatch it i'm just like no you can't just blow past it you can't just return to normal like you need to address this and like the yeah the way marissa is going about it is completely uh it's like infuriating and so yeah when Teresa shows up and she's cool and she listens to him and she like offers advice and she gives him a shoulder to cry out like she's like she does everything right and i'm just like now i'm like 100 percent team Teresa. like she's awesome (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i totally get it uh so also yeah pretty cute Super cute. And uh, so, yeah, Ryan and, and Teresa are talking about all this stuff, about Oliver, about Marissa. And speak of the devil, Marissa shows up. She's looking for Ryan. She says, hey. Then Teresa has another, like, reveal where she's, like, behind a big thing of flowers or something. She stands up. <laughs> Marissa's like, oh. <laughs> you. Uh, oh, fuck. whether they're all kind of like awkwardly cordially say hey to each other and then we go to commercial um come back from commercial we're in the pool house it's later ryan's putting on his own tie he can do it himself now i I, was that a callback i'm gonna i'm gonna need a second because i didn't even think about that until you just i'm marking it and that's what they call a callback in comedy ryan (laughs) <laughs> oh, mark. mark it mark it <laughs> give me a minute mark it it's just fucking mark it okay <laughs> he's looking in the mirror and he's like pulling it up and I'm just like you did it pal Sandy Cohen Sandy <laughs> Immortal Cohen uh, so do you yeah. think Ryan just leaves him uh, leaves him tied and just kind of loosens them and takes them on it like That's how what I did. Uh, most most guys do. Most guys do. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Um so Seth enters again, no knock, what the fuck. He tells Ryan that he and Summer did it again as he's like nursing his wound. Like <laughs> he's like, my vision's blurry. Um Ryan's like it's like what happened? He's like, it's crazy in there. There were limbs everywhere. And this time uh seth doesn't think there will be a next time he thinks he completely blew it in the bedroom round two um he asks ryan if he wants to skip the event and ryan says that there's someone there that he wants to see Mm, i wonder who and then then we schwartz Schwartz. we schwartz over to jimmy's place with marissa and summer and summer says hey if you want to skip it i'd be more than happy to that's how you Schwartz. Marissa Classic Schwartz. Classic Schwartz. Uh Marissa is determined 
to go to this event so that she can spy on Ryan and Teresa. <laughs> to her credit, she's real honest about it. She <laughs> is not like, yeah, she's not pulling any punches here. She is just like, I want to go spy on them. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> she says, things have been so weird between us. And I'm like, hey, have you tried, you know, talking to him? Or do you just try to have sex with him? And you think that's going to make everything okay? Um, Summer kind of won't. He won't just uh, start over, and he won't have sex with me. It's been so weird. It's so weird. Why is he? It's not like we like I was held hostage at gunpoint or anything. I brought him a rose. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I kind of forgot to give it to him. <laughs> I just kind of held it the whole time, and then I walked out, and I was still holding it, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going back in there." So. <laughs> I'll just leave it at the doorstep. <laughs> so Summer kind of like limps over to Marissa for a hug. And Marissa's like, uh, you okay? And Summer says that uh, she and Seth had sex again. And there were, quote, limbs everywhere. Callback. Callback. Market. And that's what they call a callback in comedy, Ryan. Um, I just got to, I, I kind of wonder, like, what the hell happened in that bedroom? Like, what did Princess Sparkle see? <laughs> Look, man, uh, again, pull back from reality. They're both old enough for us to uh, talk about 20s. them having sex. Yeah. Uh, so we're not talking about high schoolers having sex. We're talking about people in their 20s having sex. Yeah. What the fuck happened? What the fuck? Like, have you ever been in a situation where it was, like, dangerous or, like, like kind of, like... <laughs> There's that sort of like <laughs> limbs flying everywhere implies like uh, that they were like detached from bodies. Yeah, <laughs> like, being, I get, like I get about. like an element of danger. Like I'm not here to kink shame. Like if that's your thing, more power to you. But like this looked we're like unintentional. Just, sort we need of, clarification. Yeah, it looked like it was like accidental. Like I don't know what they were trying to do. Or if they were like simultaneously, I don't know, like trying to play soccer or something. If you're like moving around and you, you know, elbow in the eye or something or, you know. Yeah, it's wild teenage energy, I guess. But still, like they look, they were like fucking beat up. (laughs) (laughs) They look like they just had an MMA fight or something. (laughs) It was intense. Um, So then we go over to the docks and Jimmy's looking for Haley. And he approaches a lady on a boat, and she has a glass of wine. And all Can she's... I just say, Mitchell, yeah. real, real fast, something that I've always really thought, and this just this moment for whatever reason really cemented it for me. You know what my dream is? Live on a boat. Live on a houseboat. Yeah, that's. A I good think dream. it would be fucking awesome. It sucks living in Atlanta because there's not a ton of yeah. We're, we're, what ocean can for you... that? Well, I guess you could do but a it... lake. Lake might actually be nicer because it's because it's you don't have the ocean waves like kind of rocking you yeah. all the time. You don't get seasick. I don't know, man. It seems fucking cool. I, mean, I think I'd like super it. cool. I could see I could see you living on a houseboat. Yeah, man. I'm just, a bit not. I'm a bit nautical. Yeah, yeah. You got your sea legs. <laughs> you just take it out there every once in a while. Just like take it out into the the ocean. Go fishing. You know, go fishing all the time. Oh man, yes. Bring them. Bring them in. Cook them up right there on the boat. <laughs> Cook them up. Hang out. 
play video games. You know what's nice about a houseboat? I bet you just you just flush the toilet, just goes straight into the water. Yep. You ain't gotta think about it. It's just a hole. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it just goes out. <laughs> Why do you think I want a houseboat? <laughs> For the pooping. <laughs> and then you have a party and they're like, oh, there's only one bathroom. You're like, baby, the ocean is all around you. Hop on in there. <laughs> Take five steps in any direction. There's a bathroom, baby. <laughs> you are good to go, my man. So, especially after this scene, I was like, yeah, people who live on boats are cool. Because Jimmy walks up to this lady who's sitting on a boat. And the the only thing she says to her, she goes, you a cop? <laughs> <laughs> she seems cool. And then <laughs> she just like, gets up and leaves. Because he's looking for Haley. And then Haley pops out, and uh, she's impressed that Jimmy tracked her down. And I'm like, was it really that hard? Like, Jimmy's the world's worst detective. Like, It, it wasn't like, I don't know. And I guess for time, they, they didn't even try to fuck around with this scene. But it's like, it's not like he went to, like, one houseboat. And they were like, who the fuck's Haley? And then he like went to another one. Like, yeah. It was like he walked right, right up, up to a houseboat and that's the one where she was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen some some deleted scenes or something. <laughs> He's like holding up a picture of her. Like, have yeah. you seen this person? <laughs> I'm looking for Haley. You know what? You know what Haley? Like, you don't get the fuck off my boat in the next five seconds. <laughs> I think that would have been fun. I guess you kind of got that with, are you a cop? But boat right. people, am I right? They knew, they knew exactly how much time we wanted to spend on the Jimmy and Haley, uh, what I mean, what even is this? The C plot or the D plot? The oh D yeah, story? It's, like... it's it's buried down there pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get a ton more screen time, but they do have another little scene. We'll get to in a second. So, um, Jimmy says that he loved the cookies. He wants the recipe so he can add it to the menu of his new restaurant. And Haley's like, "I'll bite." What new restaurant? And Jimmy's like, yeah. He's like, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I was hoping you could be my first customer. And I'm like, damn, Jimmy. It's on, dude. Like, I've never seen him be so smooth. Like, it was, dude, I was impressed. When you own a restaurant, like, you become just so confident and so, like, also... Now this dude's restaurant is going to have two kinds of meatloaf and the cookies that everyone's mom makes. Christmas cookies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to eat there. <laughs> You're like, why is this even a restaurant? <laughs> you, just, you just brought me a can of Pringles. <laughs> but you know what? The music's not half bad. Hey. Cabaret. Big fan of cabaret. <laughs> So, um, Haley's into it. She's like, let me go get changed and then we can go to your restaurant that's under construction. That sounds, that sounds good. And <laughs> just a reminder, uh, Jimmy used to babysit her just saying that, <laughs> which I mean, it's no Luke Julie age disparity. Like you could be like, what, like 14 or 15 and be babysitting like a 10 or 11 year old like that's not a huge yeah. age gap when you're in your you know 30s but right 
anyway, I don't I don't know the exact age yeah. difference between them. Of Marissa's, both of Marissa's parents are going after younger. Oh my god, uh, you're right. Mates, uh, <laughs> and of the two, I'd say Jimmy is the less creepy of of the two scenarios. Less controversial for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not I'm just, just because Kate, it's a Caitlin isn't here. Older man, younger lady thing. It's because they're 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 actually only like a few years apart in age. Thank God. Right. Um. So, we get to the big event. I forgot what it's called. It's gala, whatever. Sandy's... The 2003 Newport Beach Valentine Singles Get Together <laughs> Hookup Gala Event for the Hospital. For the Hospital, that's right. <laughs> yeah, remember they, they all toast to the hospital. To the hospital. <laughs> May this money go to fund more of the hospital. Uh, so Sandy's walking through the crowd. Kirsten, Kirsten's still giving him the cold shoulder. But he's there. I'm like, he fucking showed up. Why you do? Anyway, I guess they're still arguing. Um. So Sandy, it's a good thing he showed up. Uh, yeah, because she's slowly warming up to him. He's there. He's and making spoiler, an spoiler alert, y'all. She warms back up to she him. She gets real warm to him by the end of this hot. episode. Spicy, I was hot, caliente, mmm, picante. <laughs> so I love the way he walks by Kirsten. She just kind of like, hmm. He goes like, all right. <laughs> walks right by. And then he finds the boys. He finds Seth and, and Ryan. And he tells them, never get married. Call back. Call back. A callback that they, they acknowledge. And that's what they call a callback in comedy, Ryan. Uh, Seth goes, dad, you've said that before. And Seth, he goes, <laughs> and I'll say it again. I'll be at the bar. <laughs> Um, but again, it's similar like that we were saying that scene where they where they are arguing in her office and, and not for a second are you like, oh, no, I'm worried about their marriage. Like, yeah, this this seems bad. But like in the same way, Seth, when he hears his dad say, don't ever get married, he doesn't think like, I think my parents are going to get a divorce. Like, right. Right. It's just like it's a joke that they say when they're. You know, having a little argument or a, yeah. a little tift. They're so solid that, like, they can make jokes like that without it causing any sort of waves with anybody. Yeah. For sure. Um, So, <coughs> excuse me. I got a tickle. I got, the, I got COVID in my throat. Oh, shit. I'm just kidding. I hope. <coughs> Where was I? Um, Mitchell, just hold on a little bit longer. We're the we're the hosts of a of a prominent uh, podcast about the OC. I think we're on the top of the list. Oh, of, that's uh, right. We should go vaccinations. get our vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're Jay and Mitchell of Jay and Mitchell's The OC Podcast. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> it was like our one fan is actually like, oh yeah, guys, come on in. <laughs> you want Moderna or Pfizer? <laughs> A little bit of both. A bit. A, Give me a cocktail. Do a swirl. <laughs> <laughs> you pull the middle lever. <laughs> it's a soft serve vaccine. Mm. My fave. Um, <laughs> so the boys are looking for their, quote, opponents. 
assuming they're talking about Marissa and Summer. I laughed at that uh, because I was so, it took me by surprise that he referred to them as their opponents. Yeah, that was unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of funny too. Um, Yeah. So then Teresa shows up and um, Ryan introduces her to Seth and I'm like, oh yeah, they've never met. And so it's like, oh, cool, Teresa, it's so nice to meet you. So then we do like an Ocean's Eleven like shot. Like we start on Teresa and then we like tilt up and rack focus to the balcony where Marissa and Summer are spying on the boys. But before that, uh, Teresa is holding up the orders and she goes, "Um, these are, uh," and Seth goes, "Uh, mushroom, probably mushroom leek crescent and crab and and brie phyllo. Callback, my friend, <laughs> is an hors d'oeuvres callback. Hors d'oeuvres callback, and that's what they call a callback in comedy, Ron. Man, you're right. I, I, you know, I was gonna write that down, but then I was like, I don't know what the hell he just said. I don't know what those <laughs> things are. <laughs> so it's kind of. It's not the. It's and that's the third time that that's been referenced. Yes. And the first two times it was that uh, that one guy. That same um, server from episode one. Right, yeah. and I'm kind of bummed that it wasn't him again, but for the sake of the plot, I get it. It makes sense that it would be Teresa, yeah. <laughs> or have that guy walk by with another tray yeah. and tell her what it is. Like, yeah. that one's Mushroom League Crescent, and that one's Crab and Brief. Oh, that would have been so good. I bet they had that. Like, they were, like, really hoping they could get the actor for that day or something, and it just didn't work out. He got stuck in traffic and couldn't make it. I don't know. But, like, you're right. That would have been amazing. Um Damn it. So, yeah, Marissa and Summer are on the balcony spying on the boys. They're, uh, boys are talking to Teresa. The girls are talking about Teresa. And Marissa kind of stiffly walks through how much better she is for Ryan than Marissa is. I was going to say, like, when, they, when, the, when the camera goes up to them, uh, Summer's like, that's her? And, and, and Marissa's like, yeah. And Summer just goes, she's hot. <laughs> and, like, not even in, like, a... She 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 looks ugly. Or like not right. even like I got your back because we're friends. She right. just straight up was like, she's hot. Well, then she tries to recover by being like in a chino way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? Like a lower class way, Summer? Come on. Mm. And then Marissa's like, she's like, no, no, no. She's she is gorgeous and she's uh, smart and thoughtful and honest and caring and. She and Ryan grew up together, and they were in plays together, and yada yada yada, and um, and she's not wrong. Like, like she's making very valid points as to why, <laughs> like, Crush would want to be with Teresa as opposed to her. And I get it. Um, so then we got to cut to downstairs. So they're on the balcony. We go back downstairs. Julie approaches Kirsten. Julie's like, God, I hate Valentine's Day, and I guess she was like expecting Caleb to the. Caleb Nickel, the king of romance, to like come in and surprise her at the dance and like sweep her off her feet or something, but he's yeah, not with there. like a top hat and a cane, and he like walks in and does like a little tap dance number, so you know <laughs> Caleb stuff, you know something Caleb Nickel would do. Uh, sure, that's totally his style. And Julie's <laughs> like, Julie says, "I'm gonna go home, draw a warm bath, and either slit my wrists." Or drink a bottle of wine. Jesus Christ, Julie. <laughs> that was that was that was a sh- a surprise. And Kirsten just kind of like, 
Drink a bottle of wine. Just, drink, <laughs> just do that. Wow. Don't, don't, don't. Please don't kill yourself over my uh, cardboard father. Yeah. Look, man, Valentine's Day is tough for people. I, I, I get it. I get it. It's, it's a brutal day. <laughs> but I plan on spending my Valentine's Day the way that Julie did, uh, drinking no. a bottle of wine and listening to some Bob Seger. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought that that comment was really off color. But um, she mentions that Caitlin is at a sleepover. So good to know. Caitlin is still. They they know where she is. She's so alive. They just totally lost track of her. She's been mentioned, and at this point, they're. I feel like they're just really like. I really wish we just made Marissa an only child, like because we gotta keep. <laughs> we gotta keep mentioning this younger sister, and you know we had her in the pilot, and then we couldn't not have her in the second episode because they'd be like, "Where did the daughter go?" But it really didn't work out for our storyline, and yeah, they just really painted themselves into a corner here with <laughs> with Caitlin. But also, we, as we established, it's Shailene Woodley. Like she was probably doing some other stuff at this point. Like, oh yeah, her film career just, like, was taken off. Yeah, they couldn't get her. That could be true, and they do recast her later. So, right, you know, there you go. But else um, was like, oh yeah, I forgot about Caitlin. Like everybody else did. Um, so yes, Julie's going to be blasting Bob Seger tonight. And is this the first we've heard of Julie's affection, affinity for Bob Seger? Yes. And uh, I I got to say, uh, I'm going to try to sound as much of a gentleman as I can. But the idea of Julie Cooper in a bath listening to Bob Seger, it does things to me. <laughs> it makes me feel it makes me feel certain ways. It has awoken something within me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to need to have the talk with Sandy. <laughs> Sometimes the appetizers as good as the main course. <laughs> um, so Julie exits the party and then you see Luke who has been like kind of watching her from the stairs, like look on longingly at her. Oh, my love. Meanwhile, at a table, Ryan sits marissa approaches marissa says can we just start over this this always goes really well when somebody attempts to do this she goes this has happened on this show before oh that really line. and i can't remember where because i know that we've had the discussion of like how awful that line is in yeah. every tv show that it's ever been in because it's been in a lot it's just like, can we just start over? Start I think over. Oliver said it at one point. Oh, that would uh, like make with sense. Ryan. Yes, like, I think you're right. Yeah, it's just like, no, that's a dumb line. <laughs> you can't forget. You what can't you just hit reset on a relationship. Yeah. And she goes as far as to be like, "Hi, I'm Marissa," and she extends Ooh. her hand for a handshake. Ooh. And Ryan. <laughs> So rejects ryan does not shake that hand cold-blooded <laughs> ryan says he stands up and he's like i know what you're trying to do and i can't i'm sorry and he exits smart move and marissa's left there dejected meanwhile a few feet away seth approaches summer he blames himself for the bad sex 
which I don't really understand. Like, how can you think that bad sex is like 100% your fault? There, there are two people there, sometimes three. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, well, no, you're not, but, <laughs> but for me, <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it's weird that he's just like, he's like, you know what, I I I I suck too bad at sex. We can't be in a relationship. I'm sorry. Like I don't get well, it. Well, it's the, uh, you know, and because in his mind, she's had experience with it before, right. meaning that she's good at it in his mind, right? And the fact that a lot. it, yeah, the fact that it wasn't good clearly was his fault in his mind because he's so new to it. Sure, sure. He's just very has lacking in confidence and um, very unsure of himself. And I, I guess I, I get that. I get that. But so here he is saying saying this. He's bowing out. He says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bow out. <laughs> and he goes, maybe again in a couple of years. Yeah. Like, give it another shot. It's <laughs> like, oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird line of thinking. He's like, I need to be more sexually experienced before I can have a relationship with you. I will now begin my conquest. <laughs> I'm going to start right away. You there. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, what are you, what are you doing, Seth? Seth, your parents are there. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't all about the sex, bro. But he thinks it is. So he exits and Summer looks bummed. So everybody's kind of bummed out right now. We cut over to the lighthouse. Jimmy and Haley are drinking a wine, glass of wine by candlelight in a construction zone. But this, they're sitting at a table. I think it's cute. There's, I think it's romantic. There's a weird fade. I don't know if you picked up on what they were saying, but uh, Jimmy says something about like, like the he's like, uh, sorry about the the flex in the wine. He was like, it might be asbestos, but probably not. Like he said, he makes an asbestos joke about the, like stuff being in the wine. Oh my god! Or the or the champagne or whatever they're drinking. Wasn't that restaurant like, built in like 1912 or something? Like it could yeah, be asbestos. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> Haley doesn't give a shit. She's like, does it get you ripped? <laughs> I'll drink it. Um, it's like, oh, Jimmy. At least he didn't go. Was like, sorry about the the flex in the in the wine. It's uh, probably not a roofie. <laughs> oh God! It could have been worse with Jimmy Cooper. It it's not often worse, but it could be. Um, <laughs> so he asks Haley. We've heard how he gets around waitresses when he's oh God a few martinis. That that made me, that like. Gave me a panic attack. I'm just <laughs> like, oh, God, I can't imagine a drunk Jimmy in a restaurant. That would be my nightmare to be like to be like his son or something. And then he just oh. like has a few too many. And then he's just like, I want to go home. <laughs> um, so he asks Haley why she did not leave the Orange County. And Haley says that she had nowhere to go. And, you know. You're here, Jimmy. And Jimmy's like, Haley, we can't. <laughs> so let me here's let me get this straight, Jay. You knew that it was Haley that gave you them cookies. You tracked her down on the boat with that intimidating lady bodyguard 
that was there that asked if he was a cop. You invited her to a candlelit glass of wine in your new restaurant, all to tell her that you don't want to be with her. Uh, yeah. Why do you think he put asbestos in the wine? <laughs> trying to give you cancer. <laughs> it's just Jimmy fucking Cooper, man. Like, he baffles me. I'm like, you went to all this trouble. You you were as smooth as butter, like as smooth as I've ever seen you be, Jimmy. I'm like, and al- yeah. Also, this is we've had some like bad Haley episodes where we're just like Haley sucks, but yeah. like, this episode Haley's pretty cool. She's not that bad. I yeah, feel, no, I, yeah, she I hasn't like her. Really, she hasn't really had much opportunity to be a <laughs> shithead. She's only been in a couple small scenes, but but right. you're right. She is. She's much cooler. She seems like I don't know, like. Yeah, just more like well-rounded, less um, self-centered. Like she's just kind of thinking big picture stuff right now. Like what's she going to do with her life and stuff like that. It's like good. It's like seems like she's yeah. kind of growing up. And I think I don't. I mean, as I've already established, like I get women. I don't get Jimmy Cooper. So I can only <laughs> I can only hypothesize what like as we've kind of established the. Um, the whole sort of like, uh, sexual attraction of, of Jimmy to, uh, Kirsten, I think is, is gone now. But I also think that because he, they're friends, mm-hmm. he kind of feels like, and he even says, he's like, well, if Kirsten found out, but it's like, would that be like the worst thing in the whole entire world? Like, like who, who cares? Like Caleb was dating julie like yeah kirsten was okay with it it's kind of incestuous (laughs) it's very dickensian but yeah you're right like i don't know i think he was it was he was trying to be like noble and do the right thing or whatever but this was an instance where i was like you really led her on dude (laughs) like and and then for, for no reason like did you you know I don't know. Maybe he got scared. Maybe he was kind of, you know, thinking about like them hooking up. It was Valentine's Day, and then like, I mean, that that's me assuming a lot. And they didn't act. He didn't act that way. Like there wasn't a mm-hmm. moment where he like had like a ring in his pocket and he like put it away or something. Like it. it yeah. But I don't know. It was kind of a weird scene. It that, was weird. You know, and he's, they do get together eventually, but I think this is just kind of uh, prolonging the whole, you know, because she does go off and she's like a dancer in LA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Oh, that was a weird one. (laughs) This scene had to happen so that that could happen. Did that need to happen, though? I don't know. There's you mean the episode with, with Colin Hanks and Paris Hilton in it? Yeah, that <laughs> needed to happen. Oh my God, I can't wait till we get there. <laughs> Lots to talk about. Okay, so we cut to outside of the event, and Ryan's out there sulking, and Teresa enters, and she does a little, they do a little ball busting, a little reminiscing, a little flirting. Ryan asks if she wants to get out of here, and she's like, yeah, I don't have to get back till cleanup. And, um, and so they they take off, and then we cut to inside the event, and Marissa is bawling her eyes out at the table. 
actually felt bad for her in this moment because she just wants Ryan back and she she's too dumb to like figure out what he really what he really and needs. Yeah. He didn't even say anything about her bangs. He didn't even mention the bang like, that's probably why she's really upset. <laughs> but no, she's it it is sad. You do feel for her in this moment. And then um the sandman approacheth. The sa- Sandy sees her crying from across the restaurant. He's just like, I'm going to dad the shit out of this girl right now. <laughs> Sandy walks over there. And do you know why, Mitchell? Because sometimes you got to be a dad to your adopted son's ex-girlfriend <laughs> or girlfriend or whatever they are right now. It's complicated. That's right. That is exactly right. <laughs> so he gives... He gives a beautiful pep talk about how, like, Ryan was abandoned by everybody in his life, and so he expects people to abandon him, and you got to prove him wrong, because love is about hanging in there, and yes, it could be hard, but it's worth it, and this whole time he's given this this beautiful speech to her, Kirsten is, like, eavesdropping on them, she hears all of it, and she's just like... Damn it. I love that God. man. <laughs> um, Sandy mentions the situation. He does mention kind of like in passing the situation that he and Kirsten are going through where he's like, sometimes you fight. You don't know why. <laughs> and he's, he mentions how um, Ryan and Marissa have been through so much. Why quit now? And it's great. He's great. Best dad ever. Love so, it. So, so then Summer approaches to get Marissa so they can leave. And, and Sandy says, hey, Summer, heard about you and my son. And does the, like, the finger and the whole, Oh, no, like, eh, no. Eh, Sandy, no, eh. you were doing so good. You were doing so good. No, don't do that, please, sir. So, <laughs> God, what a nightmare. <laughs> um. So uh, he doesn't do that, he, no, guys. He doesn't. Don't worry. He doesn't do that. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was really, really sweet. Where Marissa's getting up to leave, and Sandy says, uh, "He's like, you okay, kiddo?" Well, and it's that's a, what Jimmy calls it's a her. call back to Jimmy's little nickname yeah. for Marissa. Call back, market, market, and that's what they call a callback in comedy, Ryan. So then Kirsten approaches. And it would seem that all is forgiven here and that they will likely tear shit up in the bedroom tonight. It is Valentine's Day. But there's like one more step to Sandy's master plan. Oh my God. Yeah. And we'll get to it. (sighs) I gotta go. Don't give up on me, baby. (laughs) Early nomination for MVP. I mean, Sandy Cohen, he just, he crushed it this episode. I know we're always like, Ah, we shouldn't give it to him because he always deserves it. But man, he fucking killed it this episode. You know the only person I wrote down for my MVP choice? Sandy Cohen. Sandman. Sandman, baby. Most most Valentine's player. (laughs) He is certainly that. Uh, So then we cut to outside and Ryan hops in Teresa's convertible. Um, don't worry, it's from the 80s. They never miss an opportunity to remind us that she is poor. <laughs> I kind of I kind of love that though. In that like a convertible is such like a cool fun. Like it doesn't matter where it like 
obviously like a Porsche. This yeah. is me trying to know cars or whatever. You but know, like a, a fancy new Porsche convertible is like, whoa. But like, regardless, if a car doesn't have a top on it, it's like, yeah, all I mean, right. I would love to have that car. It 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 looked cool yeah. and fun. Um, so like they take off just as Marissa and Summer are walking out and they see Ryan and Teresa leave, and then Marissa's like bummed, and then we go to commercial. And we go to the everything that Sandy just said to her immediately just like crashes down. Yeah, poor girl. (laughs) Don't worry, she won't give up on him, babe. Don't give up on me, baby. (laughs) So then we cut to the pool house. I guess we come back from commercial. We're at the pool house. It's later. Ryan and Teresa are just chilling on the bed, reminiscing fondly. Um, She's hoping to run into him at another event. And he's inclined to agree, so they are vibing. And then we cut over to Julie's house. Ding dong, it's Luke. Julie opens the door in a robe with a glass of wine. Oh, God. And in the background, you hear, Working Working on on the night moves. Here's, there's so many reasons why uh, it's great that she's a Bob Seger fan. Because I've made the joke that when you're... Like, especially in this scene, in this moment where she is Julie Cooper, mother of uh, a young woman who is Luke's age, who Luke dated. dated yeah. Uh, and so it's it's it is the oh it is the whole Mrs. Robinson thing, like from The Graduate for sure. Um, but uh, the I, I've made the joke that like I I grew into Bob Seger because you don't appreciate Bob Seger when you're in high school, no, but at a certain not. point, when you're uh, you know like working a working a job and just being a grown up, Bob Seger makes a lot more sense to you. He speaks the language of the people, <laughs> and also it's a fucking great song. It's a great Night song. Moves. You kidding me? Night moves is so good. Love it. So yeah, she's rocking out. Um, Luke is doing his best to woo her. And I would say it's not so much that he's achieving this with confidence, but rather with like nervous boyish sincerity. <laughs> he he mentions that when when the like water polo team would all play Ultimatum, which is a game where you say which of your friends' moms would you rather do? That she always Which, won. And Julie and Julie goes, "That's a game." <laughs> it's really I, good. I, I mean, this is this is a weird scene, but I laughed out loud when um, he was like, "We play ultimatum, you know, which of your friends' moms you would do, and you always won." And Julie goes, "I beat Kirsten." <laughs> <laughs> it was like a really nice little little joke in there uh, about her vanity and uh it was it was funny but like dude he is not only a child but he is standing here reminding you of what a child he is he's like remember when you you would always let us listen to whatever music we wanted to in the carpool (laughs) it was just like yes is this how you want to hit on this lady right now (laughs) by reminding her that she drove you were the coolest yeah you were the coolest mom Uh, so he bids her good night she grabs his arm as he's about to leave. Working she on the night downs moves. the rest of her wine. Kisses that boy. 
Night moves. On the night moves. Cranks it up. And she pulls him inside. She, she kind of throws him inside and then like looks around at all the neighbors' houses to see if anybody's watching. And then like quickly closes the door and like, oh my God, Julie Cooper, what are you doing? Here's how I choose to look at this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's the right way to look at this. I'm looking as this is a teen soap opera. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, this makes sense. This like little plot excursion. Julie's in a bad place. She's got dumped by some old guy. Uh, Luke's in a bad place. Uh, it's morally, it's not good. No, obviously. No. Uh, but it is kind of a juicy little uh, it is little salacious plot point, you know? It's, yeah. yeah, let's have some fun. That's Who why we showed that? up. They yeah. and and if you look at Luke, like he's obviously thirty years old. <laughs> like there's right. It doesn't it doesn't feel like like a child and a and a woman. They they feel like peers, but yeah, it is uh it's weird. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think it's it's not something you would see on television in 2021, probably. Well, know. and it goes on for a few episodes, mm-hmm. but it's not like Julie doesn't always feel kind of weird about it. And like yeah. there, she breaks it off with like it just enough things happen where she's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. But like, yeah. I get it. And yeah, he he like thinks that they're boyfriend girlfriend now and stuff and it's yeah. It's really like you you see the whole thing kind of from her point of view and she's feeling very she regrettable about her decisions here. So, then we go to the Cohen's residence. Kirsten and Sandy get home. They walk into their bedroom. To Kirsten's delight, the Sandman has done it again. We got rose he, petals. We got candles. We got a big ass box of chocolates. The biggest box of chocolates, like heart shaped box of chocolates that I've ever seen. They have like a king size bed and it is the size of their bed. It's huge exactly i was gonna make that exact comment it's 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 like it's massive like kirsten has to span her entire like arm length to like pull the top off the box there are like no less than three thousand chocolates in the box it's insane it's like that scene in jurassic park where they like have all the eggs yes in like the laboratory, they like pull the thing up. Like <laughs> it's it's humongous. It's so big. It is wild. Uh, it's the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Um, so she's like go- going for the chocolates, and then Sandy shoots her with Cupid's arrow. Callback to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> market, and that's what they call a callback in comedy, Ryan. Callback market. And uh, before they get it on. They want to eat some chocolates. And I would say this is this is the most accurate depiction of what marriage is like. Sandy's <laughs> <laughs> so like, I like the ones with the nuts in them. <laughs> so uh, then we cut over to Seth's bedroom. So, oh, and then they, I wrote, and then they fuck on that box oh, of chocolates. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Those chocolates up both their asses. 
Oh yeah, eat what you can now because that it's not going to be edible after after they're done doing what they do. Speak for yourself. I'm getting in there. <laughs> <laughs> Going spelunking. Don't give up on me, baby. <laughs> Why didn't that song play in this? It should like, have. It really. That's their have. song. It is. Yeah, I guess they couldn't have another music cue because you go from night moves to Wonderwall. With this little scene with Sandy and Kristen in between, to wedge, don't give up on me, babe. In between those two, that's true. Big songs. I, I think it would have been a little much, but that- let me know. Let me let me know when you're ready for me to talk about my takes on this Wonderwall cover. Ooh, well, it's about to happen. So <laughs> we cut over to Seth's room, and amid the moans and screams of his parents, mid coitus, <laughs> Seth confides. A profession like he's he's so good at tuning that out at this point. <laughs> it's every night. It's a, why it's do you think incredible. he talks to a plastic horse? <laughs> <laughs> You'll always keep me company, right, buddy? So uh <laughs> playing a good video games lately? Oh god. Oh. So uh just kidding, that's not would that be crazy though? So he's he's yeah, he's, and we hear Sandy go, It's all about the foreplay, son. <laughs> For play. <laughs> yeah, he is talking to Captain Oates, though. Um, Summer enters. Again, doesn't knock. Um, nobody knocks. She's nervous. And Seth, she admits to Seth that she- That's a TV show thing, though. It's like yeah. in the same way that no one uh, like is talking on the phone on a TV show. goes, okay, bye. Right, <laughs> like yeah. Just hang let's up. hang up. <laughs> like, let's save time where we can. I get it. Um, it's also like an urgent thing. Like you need to hear this, but again, respect their privacy. Uh, so she, so Summer admits to Seth that she was, that he wasn't the only virgin in the room the night that he had sex for the first time. And Seth goes, there was someone else in the room, like filming us. Like it was was really funny. Um, no dummy. It was Summer. Summer was also a virgin. You both lost your virginities to each other at the same time. I guess that was a given. But they both realized that they had kind of rushed this big moment in their lives. And Seth suggests that they slow it down. Start at the beginning. He puts on Wonderwall, drops that needle. It starts playing the Ryan Adams cover Wonderwall. Motherfucker had that queued up on the record player like he knew it was going to go down. So he asks her to dance. She takes his hand and they dance. And do you see, Marissa? This is how you do... Let's start from the beginning. This is how you do it when you like when it's a cute, fun thing, <laughs> like you know, not when it's like, on, hey, let's ignore this a, trauma that we both endured. You put on a bad cover of a song. I said it there. I Ooh, said it. Oh, that's your take, huh? Let bad me, cover. Let me let me back it up. It's a, a bit of a bit. lazy off, cover, I would say. Yeah. First off, uh, logistically speaking, I did some research, and I don't even think that was on vinyl in 2003. So wow, wow, look at that! I'm gonna let it slide though, because for the sake of the scene, it's it's better if there's a needle drop as opposed to like him hitting a space bar on his computer or whatever. And this is um, Seth Cohen we're talking about. He's gonna have vinyl. I mean, indie king right. of the early aughts. Yeah. He's got vinyl. He's got comic books. He's that guy. <laughs> he's that guy. Um, he is us. <laughs> he, yes. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I we we know at this point. We didn't know when this 
show in 2003. Uh, Ryan Adams is a piece of shit, dirtbag uh, human being. Yeah. Um, but in 2003, I, like everyone else, was a huge Ryan Adams fan. Yeah, Heartbreaker. Uh, that was that was Heartbreaker, a big album. Yeah. Such a good album. And he did this cover of Wonderwall, and me, big Ryan Adams fan, didn't like didn't it. Didn't like it, it's huh? It's so boring. It is boring. It's a bad. Wonderwall, boring and lazy. Wonderwall, the Oasis version, is also kind of a boring song, and uh, that's another hot take. Wow. Not my favorite Oasis song. Well, Don't Look you're... Back in Anger is a better song. Dang. Well, yeah, I, I think it is a better song. Was it a bigger song? No. But was it a better song? No. Yes. Yeah. Um, it wow. works in the scene, mm-hmm. but it is a boring cover of a boring song. And uh, yeah, Dang. that's my take, really. I didn't. And I know Ryan Abs can do good covers. He did a whole Taylor Swift cover album that was pretty oh, yeah. good. That's true. Hey, <laughs> taking him down. I'm not the I'm not the first to take him down. He's he's down. He's canceled. He's done. Been down. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I was listening to it and I was just like, "This is this is okay." And yes, it does work for the scene. It is very kind of like um, quiet, intimate, sort of romantic acoustic version of the song but yeah there wasn't really it's it's like you know sometimes people do covers of songs and they're just like oh we're gonna put our own flavor on it and they kind of rearrange it or something a little bit or whatever but this one it was almost just kind of a one-to-one and he was just like yeah i'll just do it like on an acoustic guitar and call it a day Mm -hmm. didn't seem like there was much thought put into it or anything but yeah whatever (laughs) <laughs> we don't have to give him Boring. we don't have to give him any more of our energy tonight it i mean it also kind of sucks that i mean i get why they did it because at the time that's a pop of like ryan adams big star covering wonderwall which is a, a big popular or was a big popular song and still it's like people recognize it mm-hmm. i'm sure they paid a fuck ton of money for the rights to night moves and <laughs> yeah also, like for this, and I, I, after doing 19 episodes of this, I like when we go, I feel like they usually have a really good song at the end of episodes. And it's usually some of them were like, I didn't know who this person was, but I like this song. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like we're doing the opposite of like, I know who this person is and I don't like this song. And it's kind of a bummer that yeah. like. He kind of took someone's spot. It does work for the scene, but. Yeah, because I think. It could have totally... had anybody. Any white dude playing an acoustic guitar could have could have written a song for this scene. Yeah, I think it's um, yes, I do think it's appropriate for the scene because it is like a bittersweet kind of sounding song, which is kind of how this episode ends. So I think it's fitting. Mm-hmm. There's also a weird edit where they just like they cut from the chorus to like the outro of the song, you know, like. And it does like they do a bad job like cross dissolving the audio, and so it's like a weird kind of jump, like it feels off. Probably because he wasn't playing to a metronome or anything, and so like the tempo changes right. a little bit, and so it just feels a little jarring. But yeah, yeah, and it does it does carry through the rest of the episode, which we're almost done, guys. How long is it? One sixty five minutes. That's we're fine. We're doing fine. Coming back, coming back strong. So, um. So yeah, they, I mean after after we finish this last scene, we're going to our 
Sandy and Kirsten fan fiction of what <laughs> happened atop the the box of uh, chocolates. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the uh, the post. That'll be for the Patreon uh, subscribers. <laughs> you get the weekly edition of our Sandy Kirsten bedroom fan fiction. <laughs> Peter Gallagher sends us a cease and desist. He's like, "You guys, I this cannot, is disgusting." Can I have you putting those images into people's minds? <laughs> The things that you're doing to my eyebrows in your fan fiction. But Sandy, the foreplay. The foreplay. <laughs> so then, yeah, we cut over to the pool house. Maricha, Marissa, uh, I said Maricha. That'd Maricha. be like if Marissa and I mashed up. Maricha. <laughs> Marissa approaches while the, uh, the, the bad cover keeps going. And uh, she just like bursts in to the pool house because nobody has any fucking manners in this goddamn town. Um, she bursts in and she goes, where is she? Where is like, she? She's going to fight Teresa. Yeah, she's like, if she's here, I want her to know that I'm not giving up on you. Like, Marissa's just, she's just scary now. <laughs> and um, Ryan is reasonably startled. And... Uh, like literally all Marissa can do is say that she's sorry, which she does. And she just attempts to kiss Ryan again. She just goes in like, I'm just going to smooch you and everything's going to be okay. And it just feels like really like sad and desperate at this point. And, and Ryan says, Ryan says, no smooches. No smooch. You no, listen, no, no you smooches. listen to me now. No smooch. <laughs> Ryan tells her that he doesn't think that they should be together because, quote, look how easy it was for somebody to come between us. Fair point. Oliver. Real quick. Yeah. I thought Ryan acted his ass off in this scene. Oh, he was, was really great. Cool. I think they're both great. Like, I actually yeah. thought Misha Barton did a, did a good job kind of overall in this episode, except for that where she's talking about how good Ryan and Teresa are for each other when they're on the balcony. Like, she was just so flat in that scene. Like, She's like reading off a page, didn't care. But she was good in this scene, and she was good in the scene with Sandy earlier. Um, And it's just, yeah, she's just such like a sad kind of misguided character now. And I'm I'm sorry, like, at first I was just kind of like, oh, you're annoying. Like, why don't you get it? Like, check yourself and like listen to him. And at this point, I'm just like, oh, man, she's just like, she's just like broken. Like, she's just. She's just a sad character. And so Ryan yeah. tells her, he says, like, look how easy it was for somebody to come between us speaking about Oliver. Fair point. Ryan's like, how do I know that won't happen again? And Marissa's like, it won't. And then Ron Howard says, it did. <laughs> because as a little bit of history repeating, later on down the road this happens like over and over and over with Ryan and Marissa it is pretty much anytime she meets a guy that isn't Seth or Luke yeah like anytime a new male character is introduced uh this happens yeah you put a slight tweak on Oliver like make him a surfer boy make you know whatever like Mm -hmm. make him a girl (laughs) like whatever but like yeah the same thing happens every time with her um so now Marissa's crying, and she's like, so that's it? And Ryan's like, I can't pretend it didn't happen. And Marissa, perhaps realizing that all she has done is try and pretend that it didn't happen, 
perhaps not. She storms out and she leaves the door wide open because I guess she was raised in a barn as well as not having <laughs> you. Them. You and the way people come and go in and out of rooms. <laughs> it's not how people need, should behave in the real world. It's just rude. I can't believe it. Look, air conditioning is not cheap. Close the door when you leave. Especially in this uh, pool house. You know, you get that draft coming in from the ocean. Ryan's wearing his white tank top. Do you want him to catch cold? (laughs) So she runs out crying. Ryan kind of goes to the door that she left wide open to close it. And he slowly closes it as he watches her leave. We go to credits. Better song. Although, that does work well. I don't know if it's in the same key or whatever. It does. I was thinking that as it was like going out on Wonderwall, I was just like, oh, this will transition very nicely. You got a medley right there, baby. Let's go. <laughs> that's why they picked that song i guess um that's the only reason look i hate this song but listen to the way it ends damn it it works and the ending credits god damn it it works damn it it works so yeah Fuck. guys that is uh season one episode 19 the heartbreak we want to talk mvp i think it's i think it's a it's a talk uh give given it's a given uh i mean i think it's it's sandy cohen Mm-hmm. And uh, honorable mention is uh, Haley's boat mate, roommate, <laughs> boat roommate. Yeah, who we didn't get her name. <laughs> It'd be funny if Jimmy was sorry. I didn't catch your name. You're such a such a friendly person. <laughs> She's like, I didn't give it, pig. She, like, spits <laughs> at him. <laughs> oh, what a delight. Yeah, the only other person I could see as a contender, maybe Kirsten, because she was like, she was really trying to to get get things back on track there with the family. Maybe Seth for his heartfelt speech to Summer, just all all star speech. Yeah, and our little boy became a man. That's right. That's a big deal. And I thought I think he handled the whole situation very, like well with summer like when she came in and she told him that she had lost her virginity too and he was just like very he like you know he got serious again and he was just like man this was a big moment for us and we we just kind of blew past it or whatever like yeah i don't know if we if we i don't know if you uh, mentioned all that, and I was already just in my like, I'm a, I'm gonna shit on Wonderwall. Oh, I, you're like, I'm gearing up to fucking dump I, all I over Wonderwall. Totally like blocked that out of what you were saying, but that is very true. Like that scene was like very sweet the mm-hmm. way that the way that they addressed that. Yeah, it's great. I think I think I'm I'm cool with giving it to Seth. I think it was a good episode for him. Seth over Sandy in this one, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we've given it to Seth in a while because he's been kind of. He has terrible. Been kind of a shithead, yeah. And this was a good episode. This was for a him. big one for him, yeah. Let's give it to Seth. Seth Cohen. All right, Seth. Congrats. The boy has become a man. <laughs> Not just a bar mitzvah, like you're a man now, but like he had sex with a girl. 
<laughs> good. So good. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this one. Uh, glad to be back. And we're, we're going to try and stay on pace with the, uh, you know, the rest of the show as it is a weekly show. We will attempt to do weekly podcasts. That way we will stay in time with the air dates of these episodes as they were originally in 2004. Yes. Uh, but if you don't, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do that. Just in case we like miss a week or we're a few days late or whatever. Yeah. We're not perfect. Uh, we get paid a lot of money to do this, but you know, <laughs> we still, you know, sometimes stuff comes up, but if you subscribe, you know, you'll, you'll see when we put the new episodes out. Yeah. We're just two people, you know, as Jay said, we are getting paid a ton of money to do this, but look at, Look at Cyberpunk. There were so many people getting paid a ton of money to make that. And that was a piece of shit when it came out. So, you know, cut, cut. Hey, just cut people some slack is all I'm saying. <laughs> we're just doing our the best. The difference between us and Cyberpunk is people have very low expectations of this podcast. So That is true. I think we meet them I think so. low. <laughs> our hype train wasn't rolling quite as hard. Um, <laughs> but it is good to be back. And, and I do... I do enjoy this thoroughly, and I hope you enjoy it as well. I hope you had a good time listening, and uh, yeah. we'll be back next week. I don't with... even know what the next episode is. I didn't like look ahead or anything. I'm I'm very excited to see what the future holds. This episode fucking ruled. Yeah, uh, it was really fun to to talk about it uh, with you, Mitchell, and I hope everybody uh, enjoyed listening. I hope everybody's doing okay out there, um, and I hope. But yeah, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Remember, it's just a holiday invented by Hallmark and Hershey's, but it's also an opportunity to tell somebody that you love that you love them and be sweet and give smooches. And drink a little wine. Drink a little, a little Bob Seeger. Seeger. Yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps it up. Until next week, we will oh, oh, see, see you later. later. Working on the night moves. Night moves is like the only words I know in that song. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I knew more. <laughs> This podcast is a Kitty Wing production.